Coming up on today's episode, a discussion about poop, religion, and gays. Autism. Justice League, multiverses, and the Suicide Squad. What do wrestlers want? Joe Rogan, Eric Weinstein, phones, and social discourse. A new installment of Sam's Lexicorner. Uh, Godzilla versus Calm. Review. and welcome to or welcome back to the Fun Filtered Podcast. I am Sam and I am joined as ever by Jordan. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. You're That's right. That's what we got for this episode, <laughs> I think. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Cool. You all right? Sure. Yeah, you just pooped. Thank you. <laughs> well, why are you thanking me? <laughs> I don't know. I guess thank you for revealing that to... Oh, I see. Sarc- sarcastic. Well, I say that as if I wouldn't just be like, oh, I just went to take a shit. Would you have said that? Well, I wouldn't have opened with that. Oh. I suppose if it were brought up. Right. Well, I did bring it up. No, no, no. As in like, so, George, what did you just do? Oh, right. I would just be like, oh, I don't want to tell the audience I just took a shit. I would okay. just be like, oh, well, you know. Okay. I went to... You pooped. Yeah. How was the poop? It was all right. Yeah? Yeah. Normal? Was, well, define normal, Sam. Normal. Well, what, Usual. Okay. Typical. Typical poop. For, yeah, for you, I suppose. Okay. If What's felt- a typical poop for you? Um, my Define ideal it. poop. No, no, not ideal. <laughs> All right, okay. Typical. Is that, is that the, did I get the quote right? Obviously not poop. Perfect, isn't it? Perfect. My, my perfect, perfect Sunday. Yeah, my perfect, perfect stool yeah. is, um, I was, that was hot fuzz in case. Yes, it was. Um, also, I think we've come up with, we got a name for the episode already. Perfect stool. Perfect stool. <laughs> <laughs> Great, because we got <laughs> nothing to talk about. So it's good that we've already got our title. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like... I don't know about like a normal, what the normal one is, because you don't you don't notice the normal ones, do you? They're not the ones that you that stick with you. No, you remember the bad ones. Yeah, that take like effort. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh god, this is never going to come out. Like one yeah. of those, and you remember the ones where you literally feel lighter. Yeah, like it feels. I feel empty now. <laughs> yeah, I am relieved. Though, well, I don't really. Rem- I remember the bad ones. I don't really remember the great ones. Okay. I remember the great ones. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. You need to remember the great Head ones. Head on a treadmill again. We come back to it. <laughs> you just get too used to it. Um, well, I, we were talking about this before, weren't we? About No, we weren't talking about this. No, no, no <laughs> what we were talking about. Um, I can't remember the context of it, but I definitely said to you a couple of days ago, like the thing with sex. As if you'd know. Thank you. Once again. <laughs> the, the thing about sex, for, as I understand it, yes. um is that it's pretty instantly enjoyable, right? Like, your first time's awkward, and it might, you yeah. might not be like, okay, I don't get everything straight away. Mm. But it's fairly instantly like, okay, this is one of life's... Good things. Good things. Yeah. One of the good pleasures, the great pleasures of life yeah. is sharing sex with another person. Right. Um, or multiple people, if you're into that. Yes. I don't know. Whereas... I, I prefer having sex rather than sharing sex. Okay. Yes, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, sharing sex is what I do. Do you? Well, when I talk about, like, porn, it's like I'm sharing... Well, you're not sharing sex, are you? Well, if anybody goes up and looks up the videos... You're sharing spack anecdotes. Okay, all right. My point being... Yeah. It's pretty instantly like, yeah, all right, this is a good thing I yes. want to keep doing. Yes. Whereas pooping, mm-hmm. you learn to love pooping. That's like that is also one of life's great pleasures, but that's a pleasure that you grow into as opposed to. Well, I don't think it's a pleasure you grow into. I think it's a pleasure that you notice. 
okay. more as you get older. Okay. You take it for granted when you're a kid. Yeah. Because it's always easy. Yeah. And then, yes. Well, not just that. Like, anything that keeps you away from, you know, playing with your, your toys or whatever. It's just like, oh, I gotta... I suppose, yeah. Because, like, even sleeping when you're a kid, it's like, oh, I gotta go to sleep now. Yeah, I mean... And then, and then when you get to, like, te- like your 20s, it's like, oh, God, I get to go to sleep. Yay. I think I probably... Yeah, I think I probably enjoyed pooping more when I was younger, I'll be honest. Okay. When it's, when I have a, go- a really good one now, it mm. feels better than it would have before. Okay. But generally speaking, I enjoyed it more when I was younger because I used to read when I pooped. Right. I was going to ask, is that because... Because pooping is a very... Um, uh, solitary. Solitary. Yeah. Uh, so- soil-tree? Sure. Toiletry. Toiletry. It's a very activity. toiletry activity. <laughs> yeah. um, so you'll, t- you'll tend to be left alone, unless you, like, listen to music or watch videos, or right. if you did read. Yes. You're kind of left with your own thoughts. Yeah. When you're pooping. And I was going to ask, is that part of what you enjoyed so much about it was, this is this is an uh, ample, a valid opportunity for me to just be alone with my thoughts. Well, I, I mean, yeah, reading, you know, you're not, mm. not quite alone with your thoughts. You're reading someone else's thoughts. No. But- yeah. Yeah, I used I used to. Now I don't really do anything when I'm pooping. Okay. It is pr- practical. Yeah, but, well, uh, it was always practical. It's solely practical. It's, yeah. Soily. It's yeah. solely practical, yeah. yeah. One of the very few things in life where it's like, I'm doing this for a reason. Yes. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's nice it, that I'm able to enjoy it as well. It's a benefit if it's pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how, because um, we went to a religious school in name in name yeah. yeah we went to a religious school so obviously religious religious education was compulsory yeah and i remember that being how they described sex to us it's like sex is purely a practical thing okay you do it when you're having children right to to like you know to make the i not, don't not even, like wet during the pregnancy it's like okay now i can no, yeah you do it to make the children and that's that i don't remember it's, them talking about it at all it, well it would have been during sex education wouldn't it because we yeah. had to we had the science classes we were where we were taught this is like how it functionally mm. works and then you had RE classes where they were like, but you should never do it unless you're going to have See, children. See, I, I honestly don't remember that. I, okay. re- I remember the, like, one or two, you're watching a video about sperms and gametes and yeah, all that. Yeah, But I don't remember any of the moral architecture around it. I remember two things, clearly. I remember in the science class, I remember somebody asking, like, if you're naked in a swimming pool with a girl right. and you spunk. yeah. Can she get pregnant right. from that? Okay. Like, you're nowhere near her. But like, will the, will the sperm swim through the water? That's the premise of a Chuck Palahniuk short story. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think it's a son and his mother, though. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe that's where he got it from? <laughs> I highly doubt it. <laughs> okay. Who asked it? Well, we can bleep out the name. Um, uh, the, I forgot his last name. He used to bully me all the time. Gay? Yeah, him, yeah. Yeah, okay. He asked, okay. Yeah. Why would he ask? Well, yeah, now that we know <laughs> what became of him, it's well, weird that, he, that would ever be a concern Suppose if it's a swimming pool, I mean... Doesn't really matter, does it? I don't know. Maybe you went swimming a lot and it was like, oh, I should be careful. Yeah, looking at all the other I'm boys. Because I'm not that way inclined. No. So if I end up getting a girl pregnant, I've got, that's like a whole... That's the only way he's ever going to get a girl pregnant. Yeah, yeah. It's like a whole other layer of yeah. nonsense I have to deal that's with. That's a sitcom, isn't it? A dark sitcom. <laughs> but a gay guy... <laughs> a gay man a gay guy who wanks into a swimming pool like looking at all the, uh, you know, looking at the, the, the ripped, boys. The ripped uh, lifeguard. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just staring at him like <laughs> it's yeah. just like stone faced staring. It's like no no heavy petting. It, that applies to yourself as well, sir. Okay. That applies to everybody. Would that be the name of the sitcom? Heavy petting. No heavy petting or heavy petting. I suppose heavy petting. Heavy petting. Yeah, yeah. Because it'd have it'd be about this gay guy and the woman raising the child as well, wouldn't it? I suppose it would. So yeah, heavy it's heavy petting. It's like or would it be like a modern? It's comedy? like a child is a more evolved form of a pet. So yes. it's like a heavy pet, right? You know, like so so it's like you know a couple and their dog, but it's a child. 
Yes, and it's a gay guy and a woman that a he's not at all interested in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A traditional sitcom, it would be like the ki- in the first episode, the kid's already been born. Yeah, we learn about the circumstances in the first episode, yes. and the rest of the sitcom is the shenanigans they get up to. Yeah, trying to raise this child. Yeah, a modern comedy mm-hmm. would be, it would start with the incident that got the pre- like the pregnancy happened. Either with and the then incident, the show would be the pregnancy so it would be like you know oh you yes. have to get an abortion and you yeah, oh, yeah. no you have to not be gay or whatever <laughs> either the incident or him finding out that she's pregnant yeah that's your inciting incident yeah. isn't it but it's like yeah it's like okay we're gonna we're modern comedy so we're gonna deal with the nasty stuff yeah yeah i would agree with that it, it would be about do we keep the baby do yeah we, whereas that would have been a given in an earlier generation yeah it's like yeah we kept the baby obviously we kept the baby yeah yeah um, but homosexuals didn't exist in the 1970s or 60s. No, they didn't. So, no, they're they're uh, fairly new. 80s. Yeah. That's when they. Yeah, that's, that's when the, it started. The, the first homosexual. Who invented gays? I don't know. Um, Who patented the gay? <laughs> it was Albert E. Gay. Albert E. Gay. Albert E. Gay. Okay. Albert. There's got to be something else there. Some some gay pun. Yeah. Um, Albert. No. Well, he was a friend of Dorothy's. Albert. Yeah, that's where that came from. Okay. Like he had he actually had a, friend, a friend called, called Dorothy. Dorothy Dorothy Schmidt Dorothy <laughs> Schmidt. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I thought the village people invented homosexuality. Who people? The village people. Oh, the village people. It was like a Manhattan pro- that that was the gay Manhattan project. <laughs> <laughs> it was a collaboration between the cowboy, the Indian. The question is, was that like, was that one of those instances where America was like testing on their own population? Or was that a foreign attack from like the Russians or something? They released the village people into the world. They released the village people. And they spread the, their gayness. So the, the village people were sleeper agents. Yeah. Living living in secret Who's on the more, fringes of society. I mean, yeah. What's more likely? Well what's more likely to have happened in the 80s? Would have America have fucked up their own people on purpose, or would it be a foreign agent? Well, AIDS was the eighties, so maybe well, AIDS. That's was, what they called it. But yes, but maybe it was it a was Soviet. actually just the gay. The, well, yeah, it was it's a Soviet invention done in a lab. AIDS in yeah. in Moscow. Right. Okay. Uh, what would AIDS stand for? Uh, Anti-imperialism death syndrome. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So the village people were Russian sleeper agents. Yes. The created the american gay yes okay <laughs> but then oh no the americans are spreading and now we've got european gays we've got like uh asian gays oh no now we have russian gays there must be russian gays right yeah, well not open closeted i'm sure yeah yeah, yeah. maybe um that's the that's like, the that's the the irony of all this like the village yeah. people were russian sleeper agents yeah and now in russia there are gay people <laughs> who are not revealing their identities, and now they're the sleeper agents. Is that really how the Cold War was won? Like, the wall came down, then the Soviet Union split apart in 1991. Mm. I guess around the time the kind of, maybe homosexuality was, and AIDS was becoming more uh, socially understood and mm. accepted. So, like, the ultimate joke is on them. They sent this kind of, uh, this vi- viral attack over in mm. the form of the village people and yes. AIDS. And we ultimately won just by normalizing it. Jokes yeah. on you, Russia. We, <laughs> we, we actually get, we, like we can get married fucking now. other men. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, they can get married to each other now. It's a whole <laughs> thing. They can raise kids. Ha ha. So the village people were sleeper agents. Yeah. And pooping is one of the great pleasures of life that you well, learned to love. I want to return to pooping briefly because yeah. you said that you you remember the great ones and the terrible ones. Yes. I'm not saying the normal ones individually stick with you, mm. but just by sheer amount, you'd have like a mean poop. Yeah. 
Just like, they're just like an angry, <laughs> an angry poop. Vicious. <laughs> yeah. So what's a mean? You poop can't get rid of me. <laughs> um, a defiant poop. Yeah. What's a mean poop for you? A mean poop. Yeah. As I say, they don't stick with you. We, we, no, but I, you, they, figurative, figuratively, I know, obviously. Figuratively. We, well, you, hopefully you don't literally want, as well. Yeah, well, no. I you, hope your poop doesn't stick to you. That's what I mean. Okay. You don't want poop yes. sticking to you. Right, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay, but you should still have a general sense of what a normal poop is like. Well, it's... Do you, do you have, like, fecal amnesia? Unless, it's a, <laughs> unless it's, it occupies either pole. It just completely vanishes Well, yeah, don't you find it peculiar, like, I'm going to the toilet, and then I come back 20 minutes later, it's like, Sam, what... Where am I? What, what, no. Where have I been for the last 20 minutes? Um, I can't say no. Okay, that hasn't struck that, you as suspicious. No. I sometimes, when I'm having a shower or a bath, forget if I've washed my hair. Okay. So I do it again, but I usually have. Right. So it's like really short-term amnesia. Okay. But no, I've never forgotten a poop as soon as it happened. Okay. I'm not saying I do. I'm right. Saying that was that was the that was a joke. That, that was, I was the conceit. Yeah. Yeah. But you just like took. Oh literally. yeah, because that's what I do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. What's an average poop for you? I it's just know. an average poop. I poop. What's it feel like? I how poop, much is there? I stop pooping. I've pooped. You know. But how much poop is there? Enough. I. <laughs> what's if you had to measure it? If you had to quantify it? Um, like I don't know, two. Two poops. Two poops. So two like. Ejaculations like, of poop. Yeah, like okay. like it come like it ends up in two. Right, two bricks of poop. Yeah, but there must there's obviously supplementary poop. There's always supplementary poop. Well, of course, but yeah. you know if if you start counting that, then I really have to. I'd have to like okay, I actually have to spend time. Okay, now two considering. logs. Considering because I really get two proper logs. Do you? Like proper logs. Okay, that's a lot, isn't it? Two Is it? proper logs. Well, it depends how long your logs are. Well, how long are your logs? Oh, that I don't know. Because, okay. like, it you does... You must look at it when you do it. Yeah, but, like, it breaks up in the toilet and, like, it goes down the hole right. bit. Okay. And, obviously, you will, like, wipe yourself so it's yes. covered in, like, tissue. So, okay. it's like, I don't want to move. No, but you have a look first. Not immediately after... No, I... Of course I, you do. I do it, then I wipe. I don't, like... Everyone looks at their poop. I don't, like, poop, then get up and be like, yep, that's acceptable. Just, like, move your leg and have a look. Oh, no, that's... Why, why? People look at their poop. It's just what they do. <laughs> It's like when people fart, they have to smell it. I need to smell my fart. Okay. You know? Well, that's just because, like, okay, I might... Well, presumably, you're in a, a setting where there are other people. Mm. So it's like, right, I have to be the first one to smell this so I know what I'm dealing with. Like, what excuses <laughs> what, I'm going to have to make. What I'm launching onto people. Yeah, yeah. What, what excuses I have to make in the next, like, 20 seconds yes. when this reaches them. Yes. Yeah. Whereas, like, pooping, but, it's like, I, I, I don't need to prove to myself I pooped. I, I can feel it. No, but even when you're on your own and you fart, you smell it. Do you? Not, oh, well, that's yeah. probably reflexive. That's because you, like, you have to prepare yourself. You're training yourself. Well, because, like I said, when, when you poop around other yeah. people, it's like, right, I have to know what's going to, what, what, what assault I'm launching on them. But you, so but, when you do it when you're on your own, it's just a reflex. But you check your poop just to see if it conforms to your expectation of what poop looks like. For I instance, think, if it's black or red, you I know something's wrong. I think my poop wrong. has conformed more than enough for me to just assume. But you, you can't just assume. Can I not? What if one day it's black? Well, I've assumed so far. Yes. And it's not let me down yet. Yeah, you're in your 20s now, though. Okay. Oh, is that when it starts turning black? <laughs> someone, starts, someone starts turning black, but it's when you should start taking notice of your... Right, okay. Excre- excreta, various excreta. Very excretions. Yes. Excretions, okay. So you're not willing to... So two logs... I didn't logs. say I wasn't willing. I was saying right. that I didn't do it. Okay, two logs. Yeah. What's the texture? Um, it's good. 
<laughs> is it, it holds? Is it, it, it holds? It together. holds together. Okay. It holds together, but it's it's solid enough that I can feel it coming out. You know? Okay. It's like okay, that's yeah. We're keeping it together here. How long is an average poop? Well, longer than the pooping. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. But like, I think a lot of people do that now because, like you said, you can take a like you used to take a book, but people yeah. take their phones, mm-hmm. or they'll just like listen to music or something. Mm-hmm. So. The actual pooping yes. only takes up, like, a fraction of the entire toilet break. Of, yes, but, like, wiping is part of pooping as well, isn't it? Yes. And just generally, like, doing the last-minute wipes. Yeah, and, and just generally, like, right, I've got to get myself back together now. Yes. I'm going to be going back out into the world where there are people I need to... Yeah. Look like I haven't just pooped. <sighs> yeah. yeah, like, you know. Yeah. I'm going to psych myself up to be presentable again. Yeah, do you ever do right. that? If you're, if you're like, exiting the toilet mm. and there's going to be people in the, the, the room... Mm. You have to adopt a pose of like I'm just walking out of a room. Yeah, like I'm not, there's nothing. Yeah, I, I wasn't doing anything. There's nothing there. particularly special about the room I just walked out of. I'm yeah. just walking out of a room like I'm a normal human being. Well, it's you don't usually have to put up that front. It's not like I'm not saying putting up. It's, like not, a, it's not like you walk out of the toilet and people look at you with this like air no, of accusation. I, I'm not saying that it's a massive undertaking. Like mm. okay, getting character, getting character. Yeah, but there is like a right. What would a normal person look like as they exited a toilet? <laughs> and you sort of adopt that. And wow. it's that moment where you realise, right, the fact that I've just asked myself that is proof that I am not a normal person. No, I think So it's I guess proof, it doesn't matter how I think I it's proof that you are a normal person. Is it? Only normal people question whether they're normal constantly. Okay. People who don't question are abnormal. Right. Is this an admission that you never question if you're normal? Oh, no, I certainly do. It. Oh, you do? Okay. But I thought that was one of the symptoms of my... Of abnormality. Yeah, of my abnormality. I would say more often than not, no. It's okay. a symptom that you're a human being. Right. Everyone thinks they're weird. Okay. Have you ever heard someone describe themselves as, oh, I'm just normal? Just an ordinary yeah, person? Yeah, and they're usually very boring. Because they are. But who? Who actually describes themselves that? I'm sure there are people that do that. Yeah. But who have you known that has described well, themselves Well, there's, that, there's that, that chap that you know that I hate because yeah. of his normality. But I don't think he would describe himself as normal. I think he does. He just he goes around saying I'm so normal, I'm yes fiercely <laughs> typical. Okay, no, that he just is that, and you dislike that about him. Yeah, but the fact that he stands out to you shows he can't be that normal. No, it's not. He stands out because he is so, like, so representative <laughs> of, of normality. It's like you are such a normal nothing. There's nothing you can't, about you. But you can't compare. Well, that would make him abnormal. Like the fact you can't compare him to anybody. No, you could compare him to anyone. But he is so indistinct, it's noticeable. Yeah. That makes him abnormal. Okay. He is so without colour and personality or charisma... Yes. ...that he stands out. Yes. That's something, isn't it? Not really. He's just the example I was most exposed to. But would you agree that there's not many people you could compare him to? Like, God, they're just normal. Only because the people that I could compare him to are also so normal that I don't even remember them. Why would you remember him, then? Because I remember, like, I remember, I clearly remember him. So I remember is, looking at him thinking, God, you are so normal. Thing is, he's it's not, irritating. But that's the thing. He's, he's not so normal. He's very bland. Yeah. Here's the thing. That's not normal. Bland okay. is not the norm. Right. Bland is less than normal. Lower than normal. Okay. Normal has a bit of charisma. Or maybe I misunderstood my hatred for him all these years. Yeah, you, <laughs> just, you, like, you didn't like him because so... he was boring, not because he was normal. Right. Normal people... Oh, okay. Have something to them. What does that say about me that I've... I've just... I've just <laughs> assumed the two... Uh, it's tautological. Normality and blandness. And blandness are the same. Yeah. Well, no, I think everyone does that, don't they? It's like, 
oh, you know, he's a normal everyday guy. Yeah. Tends to mean boring. Yeah. But normal everyday people aren't boring. No. They're, they've got something usually. Mm. One thing at least that makes them not boring, that okay. makes them unique, which perversely makes them normal. Right. But I think truly bland people are atypical. Okay. And, and you notice them because of it. What's the, it's that thing on what I like to you, isn't it? About a grey tie. It, it's so trying not to be noticed that you notice it. Right. <laughs> that sort of thing. Okay. But yeah, so pooping. Mm. I think I have one more question for you. But Oh yeah, yeah, no, because you, you poop disproportionately, don't you? So you say. You do. You do poop more than the average person. I, I've not been led to think that. Well, it's because most people eat the food digests and then they're able to poop it out. Mm. But you eat and can instantly poop it out. Now, you always say, oh, that's from food I had earlier. <laughs> that's from the previous that's meal, from the previous yeah. meal. But every single time you eat something substantial, you then go and poop straight well, away. I just, I just have very good timing. Or horrible timing, depending A on horrible, how you look at it. That's terrible digestion. Yeah. It doesn't absorb anything. It just poops No, no, no. Out. The fact that I'm pooping out my last meal after eating the next meal. Ah, yeah, but I don't think that's what it is. Okay. I think you are pooping out what you just ate. Right, okay. Because it, it couldn't be that coincidental, like, every time. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, you know, like, the quantities that I sometimes have. Yeah. That just might just be my body going, no. Nope. Yeah, yeah, no more. No. Nope. I, I have to poop out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. All right, we need to, like, we need to get rid of this. <laughs> yeah. Get Instantly. rid of most of this. Yeah. For, yeah. Fuck the nutrients. Yeah. Just shit it out. <laughs> But, sir, we're getting rid of protein as well. No, get rid of get it all. Get, get rid of it all. Yeah. Need to make room. Yeah. Need to make all room right. for more fat. <laughs> I still haven't processed the fat from three weeks ago. Uh, you need a healthier diet, Joel, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have a healthy diet, but my f- it does have to wait for a while mm. before it, the body can eject it. Yes. If yours is constantly in emergency mode. <laughs> move, move, move. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, he's eating again. <laughs> Shall we do the coming up? Yeah, we should. <laughs> what are we, like 22 minutes in? Yeah. Uh, we'll round off this segment. I okay. think pooping's done, right? We're, I think we're, we're done, done with pooping. Poop. Um, I think there was a hanging thread from the sex education bit. Oh, right, Because yeah. that was also part of this conversation. Yes. We started talking about pooping. We ended up at the village people. And we brought it back to pooping somehow. <laughs> you said um, the two things you remember. Yeah, it was the one in the swimming pool. Yeah. And then the second thing was in RE, where yeah. they say, um, yes, it's that very practical interpretation of sex where Mm -hmm. we only have sex to make babies but god like that was his gift to us right it's like okay it's this very like practical thing you you should basically never do Mm -hmm. but i'm just going to make it feel very very good as like a reward right okay a a reward for the fact you're making babies and the fact you waited and the fact you waited yes i mean the problem is he's slightly over like over-egged, over-cooked over-egged it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. To the point where most people having sex are not doing it to make babies. No. Yeah. So God, th- can you imagine the, um, not you specifically, God, just like generally, yes. can you imagine the amount of people it'd be if like every time people had sex, it led to a baby? Well. I'm talking like compound as well. Like if you, it's like, oh, well, you know, if you have sex once, you have to wait nine months. Like, no, no, no. In okay. this, in this hypothetical. Okay. We'll have to splice the coming up, like, earlier. I guess, I'll just have to put it, because, like, we can't, like, wait half an hour to say what's coming up on the episode. No, The episode's going to be, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A a fraction of it's going to be over. We'll just do it at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Um, But, yeah, like, in this hypothetical, every time you have sex, Mm. 
it leads to a baby. So one sex equals one baby. How long is, what's the gest- gestation period? Well, you can still keep, if you want, you can still have the nine month pregnancy period, but it's compound. So like every time you have oh, sex, so if you, you have sex, you add one day, more baby. One more. Okay. Uh, well, or if it's there e- wouldn't be a population anymore. If it's easier, yeah. then we'll just say like, oh, it's, you know, that you have sex the next day, there's a baby. Okay, the next day. Uh, well, there wouldn't be a population anymore, would there? No. Because it would be just way too much. Or, depending on how long that system has been in place, mm. assuming all of human history, yeah. then man would know you don't fuck. Yes. You just never, ever fuck. But fuck unless you want a baby. But fuck is good. Yes. Yeah. There it's are like, those who just wouldn't give a shit. Well, it's like, we've got um, the road near the where we live now, the main road. Mm. That's uh, like a, like a dual carriageway mm-hmm. in the UK, which has got... Uh, 70 mile an hour speed limit which is like the highest speed limit in the country I think that's like the national speed limit 70 is national speed limit yeah Yeah. Um, that road has been brought down to 50 yeah because it's a very busy road Mm -hmm. and so they've done like tests then they found out that the carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide whatever it is is much higher than it should be Mm -hmm. so they brought the speed limit down to slow down the cars Mm -hmm. so that the air will clear up a little bit Mm -hmm. it's not like a solution it's just to ease the the yeah, pressure yeah. on that specific part of the yeah. road. People still speed down it. Of course. So it's like saying to Matt, like, if you're telling people, don't speed, otherwise you'll all suffocate, and mm-hmm. people are still doing it, mm-hmm. how successful do you think telling people not to fuck is going to be? I think they're very different, because the speeding thing, there's no quick deficit. Hmm. It's like, oh, you'll gradually build up the CO2 or whatever. Well, it's the same with the population. You'll gradually build up the population to the point where... No, no, no. Where it's literally unsustainable. Yeah, yeah. But as an individual, if you speed, you're not going to really see any net loss straight away. Mm. Whereas if you fuck someone, they have a baby the next day. Mm. That's pretty instant, like, consequence. Okay. So I think that... It's the climate change. Like, even though the science is disputed, Mm. and, like, how much is natural and how much is man-made and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that people can't wrap their heads around anything that requires long-term thought. Mm. Like, you need to start cutting down now. For, people just aren't very good at... Yeah. We're not biologically wired like, that I, way. I don't know exactly when I was told this, so the figure won't be correct anymore. Yeah. But, like, I remember hearing when I was younger, like, in 50 years, there'll be no more oil. Right. So we have to stop using oil now. Yeah. So that enough time will pass that there'll be more oil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But but we've got fifty years more of oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, there'll be no more oil. That's yeah, like no, we'll be we just fucked. We just burn through shit. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. And then we find another place to take the shit. That's yeah. all we've ever done, yeah. Um but yeah, quickly going back to RE. Okay. See, we went to a nominally Catholic school, mm. as in you had to do the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And they did That was um, our Pledge of Allegiance. Basically. Like, yeah, every yeah. assembly, like yeah. you know. The Lord's Prayer and we had to do communion. Sometimes. Whenever there was mass. Whenever there was there mass. would occasionally be masses. Yeah, mass, and, yeah. Yeah. Although it wasn't compulsory. If you weren't religious, uh, you didn't have to do it. Depends on what teach to which teacher you were adjacent. Oh, really? Because I always tried to opt out of mass. Mm. I was 50-50, get the fuck up there. Right. If you child. Yeah. And, all right, go on then. Okay. So it depended. Yeah, so it sort of was compulsory, depending on Right, okay. Um, I never, because te- I was... You were Catholic, and all yeah, that, yeah. so I've never tested those boundaries. Yeah, I wasn't Catholic. I brought up kind of as nothing mm. with no, just not like like act- you you get to decide later on yeah we don't not, want to pigeonhole you not now. actively um secular mm. just nothing wasn't hit the thing man wasn't talked yeah about. you get one every you episode. get one every now and again uh wasn't talked about my father's a spiritualist but it that was never talked about with me mm. my mother was baptized but somewhat of a lapsed catholic <laughs> you know like just wasn't a thing yeah 
She wanted to send me to a Catholic primary school. My father said, no, he can decide for himself. So I went to a Welsh secular. We still did the, the um, a prayer, mm. it, but it was just a general Christian prayer. Yeah. And that was it, really. And we did nativity and that sort of thing. Mm. And then I went to a Catholic secondary school, which is where I met you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went there kind of not knowing the Lord's Prayer, having to learn all that. And mm. yeah. But the only times I sort of remember that being not an issue, but kind of brought to the fore was I took re- religious studies for A level because I loved arguing with the teacher. That's the thing. Like, it, it seemed that religious studies at A level. Yeah. It wasn't really about religion anymore. It was just kind of debates, right? It, it was well, sort of like moral debates as opposed to... Yeah. It wasn't, let's learn about religion. It was, let's discuss the merits of abortion. Well, or, academically, so we had two RE teachers. Hmm. And one, obviously, both were academic. And you were kind of studying, on the one hand, just different philosophies. Utilitarianism, hmm. Locke, Kant, that sort of stuff. Um, Hindu traditions. And then, on the other, you were studying like religion and culture. Okay. So The Simpsons, how it's depicted in The Simpsons. Right, okay. But yeah, there was one teacher who liked it, like would allow lessons to become debates. Okay. So if you were studying the ethics of meat or geneticism and that sort of thing, hmm. she would allow people to argue. And okay. that was obviously the better part. Yes. And that's yeah. what I enjoyed. Because I by that point, I was a Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens okay. atheist. Yeah. So And she was like up for it. Like, I, I remember asking her once, why do you believe in God? You know, and she said, oh, like, you look at the rivers and the waterfalls. And I was like, what about cancer in children? That's like the steam fry thing. Hmm. She just went, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I got you. But, yeah. uh, you know, that, that was fun. So that, and, but again, like, she was a good sport about it. There was a kid in that class who always used to ask every lesson, um, is it wrong to masturbate in Catholicism? Every lesson? Every lesson. Did he Would not- ask me... Right. And then I would say, obviously, because it was hilarious, ask the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and then he would ask the teacher and they would just blush and go, oh, I d- don't know. <laughs> like, don't, don't talk about that. Okay. And I remember when we were like 12 or 13, someone asked a physics teacher, how can you believe in God and the Big Bang? Okay. And I remember him saying, well, I believe God started the Big Bang. And even right. then thinking, that's silly. <laughs> do you know what I mean because like, okay. even, he was in his 50s and he'd been teaching for very he taught my mother mm. and I just expected a slightly more sophisticated answer than well I just thought I think God did the yeah, big yeah you'd think that like they probably get these asked these questions a lot right. at the very least once a year like yeah, every year just like with, apathy students yeah, yeah you're gonna get at least one person out of a group of 30 there's gonna be that one kid who's gonna be like mm-hmm. God, you're, you, you teach science but you yeah. like God yeah. so explain you yeah, know, exactly. Like that. Not that I'm saying that's how you came off. No, no. Just I mean, like, I, that, well, I didn't ask that question. Right. That okay. wasn't me. That was someone else. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I wasn't like a troublemaker in that. I just didn't want to do mass, mm. but they made me. Yeah. And I liked arguing with my RE teacher. That was the only thing <laughs> I wanted, you know. Yeah. But no, that was another kid. But I just remember thinking then that's a bit... Um, I'm not saying... I'm sure his beliefs are slightly more sophisticated. And maybe his reasoning was... They're 12. They're not going to like... Yeah. I can't talk about like the symbolic relationship with religion and that. And also so I, have, say, I have a lesson plan to stick to. I also to. have a lesson plan to yeah. stick to. So I'm just going to say, oh, God did the Big Bang, all right? Yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, so I think every thread now tied, yes? I think so. Okay. So pooping good. Pooping good. Village people actually Russians. Yeah, AIDS Russian. AIDS are also yeah. Russian, but village people is America. Use that. To get revenge on the AIDS yeah. that Russian created. Yeah, like, ha, we're going to accept them. Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, re re mixed bag. Don't force people who don't want to do mass to do it. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 We're recording this on the second <laughs> of April. Third. It's the third of April. Yep. Oh, it's now the third of April. No, it's oh, it's okay. It's been the third of April for twenty-two hours. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, well, there's no point doing the next bit then. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because um, Autism Awareness Day is... Oh, yeah, it was yesterday. That was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, forget it then. Well, I mean, you've just brought up autism, so go on. <laughs> no, all I was going to say is it's Autism Awareness Day, which it's not. But then again, it wouldn't be by the time this episode comes no, out. No, exactly. So It would have been matter? Autism Awareness Day. It is the second, George. I just, oh, it I is just, the second. I just saw there. Oh, okay. oh I was wrong. I oh, missed, yeah, missed yeah. Up. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, yeah. yeah, it's Autism Awareness Day. Yeah. So I feel like, you know... We should raise awareness. Yeah, we should probably do our bit. Okay. So, Sam. Oh, God. Sam. Yeah. yeah. Were you aware? Yeah. There are people with autism. No. What's autism? Oh. <laughs> That's the like... limit of my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like... Um, what's the the sketch with the uh, Jehovah's Witness? Where he's like, uh, do, uh, do you want to hear about the word of God? And the person's like, oh, yeah, yeah, come in. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh. I have never... It's never got this it's far. It's never got this far before. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever the yeah. the punchline. For that so sketches. I see what you were doing. That you were just trying to like you were parodying it. Yeah, like did just you, asking did, me. Hey, question. did you know? Right. Did you know there are people with autism? I thought you were setting up a Sesame Street, the more you know, sort of thing. Oh right, that but, probably would have been a good thing to prepare. Uh, okay, wouldn't it? Okay. Well, what do you do? You know about autism, George? What do I know about autism? Well, I know that there's a spectrum. Yeah, and autism is merely a point on that spectrum. Well, no, I mean, it's the autism spectrum. No, so but like at one is... end you've got autism, the other end you've got Asperger's, right? I don't think so. No? I think the autism spectrum is like just everybody who's not to uh, like one the to most ten. severe. Right, yeah. okay. I thought they were like, um, not the same thing, but like bedfellows. What? Asperger's and autism. Yeah, they are. Asperger's is a form of autism. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Okay. But oh. I don't think you start there. Well, the clearly, uh, Autism Awareness Day is exactly meant for people like me, because I didn't know. <laughs> Look, I could be wrong. This yeah. is going to be the most ignorant segment we've ever done. <laughs> but I'm, I think it's like the sexuality spectrum. Like, everyone's on it somewhere. Yeah. Everyone's on the autistic spectrum. Yes. Just as, we are not very As you it. frequently claim. See, this is the thing. You, you accuse me people, of this. How many, how many people are, on the, are autistic now, Sam? Well, this is the thing. The only thing I know about autism is that I accuse people of it sometimes. Yeah. And a lot. No, it's not a lot because I you asked meet you a to new name person, examples. I and, they, and they, do, examples. they do something vaguely like there are two weird. or three, two or three people we met that I have said I think they have autism. Yes. Who, that we're obviously not going to name. Okay, so yeah, you sure? I'm sure. Yeah, we're not going to name uh, and okay. shame. Yeah. Okay. Uh, autism. It's a spectrum. <laughs> uh, autism. It's a spectrum. <laughs> Rain Man had it. Okay. Uh, and that gave him the power to to be good at cards. To be good at cards. Yeah. Is that how long has that trend existed? What I say trend, like the one example that's in my head at the moment is the Predator, the um, the most recent one, mm. Shane Black one. I didn't see it, but yeah, go on. I didn't see it, but one of the prevailing things from that seemed to be that like the Predator had come back to Earth to claim a child that had autism because that child they sort of had like a very complex understanding of the world and they right. were sort of. The main criticism is like, oh, it's framing autism as like the next step in human evolution. Okay. Which is, you know... Well, it's sort of like... What's... <laughs> like for people who have autism, it's a bit misleading, isn't it? Well, what's that? Um, it's a trope. It's like magic black man or something like that. Basically a wise elderly black man or woman that has magical powers. Mm. It's like considered an offensive trope because it's like 
making them tropical and other other and alien right. sort of thing. Like voodoo. Yeah, Haitian. it's kind of like the inverse of white savior. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like an offensive stereotype. Right. And yeah, autism definitely has the capacity for that. Mm. Of like people just thinking it makes you kind of, it gives you certain superpowers. Because obviously there are some that have like photographic memory. There's yeah. that guy that could just do one, he flew in a helicopter over London and then was instantly able to draw all of it. From yeah. Yeah. It does, there are elements of that to it. I mean, but what, it's also like a fuckload of there's disadvantages. A, yeah, there's a lot and, more yeah. that comes with it. Yeah. yeah. Like hypersensitivity is Hypersensitive, one thing. yeah. Like t- sensory overstimulation. Yeah. And yeah. Loud noises. That I think sort of like thing. I had a f- uh, friend who was, um, I think I still have a friend who's autistic. I haven't spoken to him in a while. Probably not. Um, I probably don't. Not after have this. It. Oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, he told me he was communist once and I was like, what? why? Well, that's a kind of. That's a, a feature, isn't it? Oh, is it? Uh, like becoming obsessive about certain things. Okay. Like going f- all in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I was, he was, I was like, why? And he was like, oh, because I think it's good. And I was like, but it's not. And he was like, oh. <laughs> and he, still, he was still my friend after that. Right. But anyway, um, yeah, I think he said to me before, like he couldn't go clubbing or anything. Like, mm. like just like, The lights and the noise. Yeah, and, the lights yeah. and the noise. And just certain places that we wouldn't think twice about. Mm. He's like, I can't, I yeah. physically can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, is that connected to anything? Like that um, autistic people having certain abilities. I don't know what the correct word is. What do you mean? Well, like you've got... Um, the, th- the reason I ask is because I think there was a video, like a viral video, I saw a little while ago, of this like young girl or young boy. Um, t- like they were mimicking the choreography of a Bruce Lee movie. Okay. And it was yeah. like in perfect unison. Yeah. With Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. like better than like yeah. most experts could get it. It was mm-hmm. like perfect synchronicity. And somebody pointed out, I don't know whether it was the like whether they were in the video or whether it was somebody in the comments, but they said like, well, of course she would get it perfectly. Like right. her head's full of nothing. Right. Like there's like she's a child. She's got there's nothing else to keep track of. Okay. She can she can yeah focus in on this one thing and like learn it to perfection. Yes. So is there? Is there a collect, uh, connection there where it's like the brain is sort of, um, I really do know nothing, just, just so you yeah. know. I'm yes. not deliberately trying to be like, no, oh, provocative. they're basically children. Yeah. It's like, I, I genuinely don't know. I don't think so. Like, does the brain, like, does it, is it stunted or does it, like, lock itself into a certain, because children have a certain way of thinking, right? It's going to let you go off Save me, Sam. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, like, well, they're, they're more. Uh, they're more. Um, are you saying their because, brains are like sponges? You're saying because they, they pick up everything so quickly, right? And then I as th- an adult, you, it becomes a lot harder to. Well, it's a spectrum again, isn't it? Yeah. So I think there are those that kind of have those, for lack of a better word, abilities mm. that photographic memory or can like perfect mimicry or whatever mm. math math skills. Like I think there's that thing of Aspie has become a word. Mm. You know, a lot of people in. Um, the math and sciences and uh, STEM, you know, they're called Aspie. Okay. Because they're like, it's just the way they think. And then there are those that are totally incapacitated by it. They can't do anything, can't go anywhere. Um, Again, my knowledge is very limited. I read The Curious Instant of the Dog at Nighttime, the book about an autistic kid. Okay. Uh, It's very good. That's sort of it, really. And there are some characters and films I know are autistic. Mm. I know the odd little fact here and there, but yes. basically nothing, yeah. Because this is something you brought up on the podcast mm-hmm. before, but music, mm-hmm. the Sia film, yeah. 
that's bad. A bad portrayal of autism, right? As far I haven't seen it, but as far as I'm okay, aware, why was that considered a bad portrayal? I think just because it it really infantilized it. I think. Oh right, okay. Or or totally mischaracterized it, like okay. just showed it for something it wasn't. Right. Presenting it maybe as like a superpower or okay. Um, I was just, I was you know I was just wondering if there was something from that performance we could extrapolate as okay this is considered to be a bad interpretation so they're obviously implying that yeah um, this aspect or that aspect is a mischaracterization so from yeah. that we can kind of like reverse engineer reverse engineer I honestly don't know um, that's the thing the film is obviously well meaning mm. so I doubt it's totally mischaracterized it it's probably romanticized it or in fact yeah it does or, or like maybe that. just like a misguided like i want to i want to i want my film to star someone who with mental health you know with well, with some, well most films star people with, <laughs> with mental, mental health. health with bad well it's not bad mental health no it's not it? bad it's, mental health. Yeah, yeah. I, I want my film to star somebody who has this difficulty like with autism yeah. and then like it was just through lack of understanding or well, it'd be like if i made a film about autism right now <laughs> you know, just right it. this yeah. moment well it's like a lot of people when forrest gump came out people accused it of pandering to kind of the, the stupidest element of America, hmm. basically by glorifying like, oh yeah, it's brilliant to be simple. Yeah. And like a really condescending, um, like like something an artist would do. Hmm. Oh, you're so brave for your, you know. Right, okay. Whereas most of us would say, yeah, there's bravery attached and, you know, but it's harrowing hmm. and the things you have to deal with. And like, I think they got that wrong about Forrest Gump personally. Like, I, I do think it's more, um, it, it, it doesn't, it's not quite as sanctimonious as that. I think it's darker than people give it credit for. Mm. I don't think it, it, it glorifies the idea of being simple. Okay. Right? Um, but I think that is a danger, isn't it? That people often dislike about these sorts of films. Mm. As, oh, you're just making it look like this. I get it. Your heart's in the right place, but it's hard. It's not as like, um, they're not these cute, innocent little characters. Mm. There are problems attached to it. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the fact that he was portrayed by Tom Hanks has anything to do with people's sort of like their interpretation of oh it's a glorification because tom hanks is just so um inherently affable like i don't think the, it's the, that. like he's just such a nice seeming character isn't yeah. he tom hanks there doesn't seem to be any edge to tom hanks i don't think i don't think it's that i think the, the performance is generally regarded as as good but that's because they kind of it's non-specific not smart isn't mm. it it's never said oh he has this he has yeah, that yeah. he's slow yeah you know? So they can get away with, because they're vague, they can get away with... So, and for me, it's honestly like, it, it's subversive in the sense, at the end of it, right, for, for people who haven't seen Forrest Gump... No spoilers for Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, <laughs> uh, 20, however, six years old, yeah. seven years old. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically it's about a guy from, it's Alabama, isn't mm. it? And he's friends with this girl called Jenny, who he's in love with from their childhood. And then it kind of takes us through the 60s and 70s and 80s, he has like a really great life, mostly. Mm. A lot of it by accident or by happenstance. And she goes through all the terrible stuff, the, the counterculture of that period, mm. like an ends of heroin and AIDS. And I think that's what she dies of ultimately, isn't it? Is okay. AIDS. Um, so I think a lot of people thought that, oh yeah, the fact that he has such a brilliant life. Are you saying that it's better to be simple? Is that the idea? Yeah. But there's that scene at the end where he finds out he has a son and he kind of just goes, is he smart? It's like, oh, he's been self-aware all this time mm. that he's not kind of, you know, yeah. as smart as other people. And that makes it for me, it's like not, you know, it shows that there was something yeah. going on beneath all that. But uh, and, and he's sort of like, 
Not that he does, it's not like, oh, he understands that being dumb is not like a likable quality. It's like he wants that. Well, he, he, would, like, he, he knows. Wants what, like, is, does my son have what I never. Well, it's not ideal. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? He mm. wants his son to not face the challenges that he faced. Yeah. His son to be, you want your children to be better off than mm. you do, you know? Or he's actually cruel. <laughs> and he knows he's had a brilliant life and he wants yeah. his son to suffer. To suffer, And it's because yeah. as far as he understands it, smart people suffer, have a shit life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though, though even if you tuck it at that, like, very base level reading, mm. there's a bit of truth to that, of ignorance being bliss. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying life is easy if you're an idiot, mm. but you notice it less, you know? It you does, notice how hard life is less. Yeah. yeah. It does darken the heart of the film a little bit if it is that meant to be that. Meant to be that. The interpretation. Bless. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's... just in case you didn't know, there are autistic people. There are autism. That, that was your yearly reminder. Okay. That there are autistic people. Okay. I'm All sure right. there's more to it than that. They call it autism awareness. I'm sure it's not, you know. <laughs> well, I think autism awareness is not just knowing that it exists. Yeah. It? It's like, knowing about it. Yes. Knowing stuff about which it, which I we clearly don't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe there is some merit to it. Yeah. Okay. Was that it for autism? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> um, right. Shall we do... Shall we, shall we alienate our audience further and talk about Justice League again? Oh, a bit. Yeah, I suppose we could do. Okay. This I, I don't know how long this segment will yeah. be. Not long. It's because we're not like we're not reviewing Justice League again. No, 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 no. We recorded, as you will know from listening to our previous episode, we watched Justice League and recorded the podcast immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think we took like a twenty-minute break to like unretard ourselves. Yes. Um, but we were just like... Right we, off the back of the... <laughs> we don't know much about autism, let's be delicate, and then instantly we unretard ourselves. Well, you know, we, we said that like the gay people were a disease spread by Russia. We say autism is... The, so, you know, this is not... Yeah, but I didn't detect the veil of irony over unretard ourselves. Okay. Was it there? Um, sure. Okay. Well, retard, it does mean something. Yeah, so. it yeah. has... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Words mean something. We're, well, yeah. They do. They do, yeah, yeah, they do. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that to someone. to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They, they have do. meanings. They, yeah, but they only matter so far as well. Yes, they yeah. also have context. So even though a word has yeah. a set meaning, the strength of that meaning mm-hmm. and the implications of that meaning can differ depending on. Well, the why don't we give our, our official fun-filtered kind of opinion on this? Okay. So words, context matters. Context matters. Words have meaning. Yes. Not every context, in not every context should words be taken incredibly seriously. Yes. But they do have meaning. Yes. But they can't hurt you. No. Right. That's the official position. It's the context that hurts no. you. No. no. No words can ever hurt you. No, no, not words, no words in isolation. It's, no, anything. It's the context of those no, words. No, no, I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm basically trying to argue against the um, words of violence shtick. Right, okay. No, they might be insulting. Yeah. But they're not violent. Okay. They can't actually hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's the official position. That's the official position yeah. of Fun Filtered. So Justice League. Yes. So yeah, um, we watched the four hour Zack Snyder version. Mm-hmm. We took that break. Yeah. To <laughs> um, unretard ourselves. To unretard yeah. ourselves. Uh, and then we recorded the podcast straight away. Yeah. At that point, the film would have been out for like a day or two? Uh, three, I think. Okay. Three yeah. days. The film would have been out for three days. And it wasn't until we were watching the film that we sort of got a glimpse of the general response to it. Yeah. Again, as we pointed out in the last episode, as we were watching it, I checked the Rotten Tomatoes, Mm -hmm. like, reviews and everything. There were 25,000 audience reviews. Yep. 
in like two days, two or three days, which is insane. Yeah. And so many of them were positive. Mm-hmm. But we point like we noticed that all of the positive reviews had spelling mistakes. Yeah. Um so yeah, we were surprised then. We were like, oh well, you know, we didn't like it and it's it's probably more divided. Like there's probably more balance than we think. Yes. No. 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 We're everybody, in the minority. Everybody loves it, and yeah. we, we we don't know why. We, <laughs> we honestly don't know why. Don't know why. It's the it's the biggest gulf, personally. I think it's like the second. Is it IMDb or Metacritic? It's like IMDb. the second highest it would rated. Be Metacritic. Yeah, IMDb. Second highest rated superhero film of all time, only yeah. surpassed by The Dark Knight. Yeah. Not Logan. No. Not Spider-Man 2 or Enter the Spider-Verse. Or Endgame. It's not called Enter the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. It's not Infinity War. It's not Endgame. It's not The Winter Soldier. Iron Man. It's not. It's it's Justice League. It's It's Zack Snyder's Snyder's Justice Justice League. League. Yeah. Explain, people, I think a lot lot of that is gratitude, isn't it? A lot of it is review fluffing. Mm. People are like, oh, let's make it the second, you know. Yeah. It might, you know, a lot of it might just be, um, well, it met my expectations, therefore... I don't it's think it would have mattered great. how good it was. Mm. That's the thing. Just right? the, the, the sheer fact this exists the fact is they, a victory. They, it was, they got it to happen. Yeah. Oh my God, we're awesome. Yeah. We're going to give it a good, you know. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah, we can't it. be like, oh, well, we wanted the Zack Snyder cut now that it's shit. It's like, we can't, we can't say that it's shit because Ex- then we exactly. would be wrong. Right. We would yeah. have been wrong for asking for it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like uh, Trump being a Nazi, isn't it? Yeah. The, yeah. So, well, I can't say he's right after calling him a Nazi. Exactly. So he must remain a Nazi. Right. Because you lose face otherwise. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it's be careful what you wish for sort of thing. Oh, yeah. God, we will listen to existence. <laughs> yeah. I People that I really respect, whose opinions I respect, like mm. the film. Yeah. We are on an island. We are on an island. Do you know, we're going to till the, 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 the edges of this island even further. Right. By saying that not only... Do we not like the Zack Snyder version? Yeah. We think the Whedon version's better. Yeah. So do. if we were on an island before, now we're just like on a barrel <laughs> that's floating away from that island yeah. into just more ocean. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's better. Yeah, because you've never seen the Whedon version. No. And the sheer affection that was being poured on Zack Snyder's version and mm. the hatred. Yeah, by it was, comparison. It's a simultaneous exercise. People weren't yeah. just saying, oh, Zack Snyder's version is great. They were simultaneously going, Joss Whedon's version was shit. Yeah, but much better than that piece of fucking that piece shit. piece of fucking yeah. garbage. It's like, yeah. well, okay, I have to. I have to see it now. I have to see because it. Because everything that I was seeing that was being pointed to as an example of how it was worse mm. made it look better to me. <laughs> <laughs> how so, yeah, specifically? Because what I will say is that of the people, I've seen like loads of videos on this now, and a lot of people... When they say that the Whedon version is better, what they do is they put two scenes by side by side and they the say... The Snyder version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? Whedon version. Well, they put the Whedon and the Snyder side Yeah, but you said side. the Whedon version's better. You're saying they're making the point the Snyder version is better. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay, yeah. my mistake. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they put the two side by side and yeah. they're saying like, in Whedon's version, this thing happens and there's no real reason. Yeah. In Snyder's version, there's this 30-minute scene explaining why it happened, therefore it's better. Yeah. So... I mean, my response is, okay, mm. I guess you've justified it, but it's like... Well, you haven't really. You know, it's an extra 30 minutes There's of my n- life. And also, um, by fixing that, mm-hmm. you haven't really... Like, the main thing is Steppenwolf, which I pointed out in the last mm. review. Okay, Steppenwolf has more motivation than he did in the Whedon version, but what you've done is you've moved his generic, oh, he's just a villain. Mm. You've moved that over to Darkseid. Yeah. So you have the same problem. You just added more course correction 
that ends up getting us back to the yeah. same place anyway. But that's the thing. He he does have a context in the Whedon version. Okay. He has a motivation. It's not a strong one. No. But he's a he's a bad guy that like like takes over realms. He wants to make um Earth like his home planet. Yeah. Basically. Which is exactly what Sod was doing. Right, right yeah, it's like volcanic and like, yeah. he just wants to do that. And he's, you know, he obviously hates the Amazons. And when he first encounters her in the Whedon version, like, Amazon, you know, mm. it's like, it's like a racial thing to him. <laughs> um, and he does have some character. Like he's on, oh, my blood is still slick. My, my blade is still slick with the blood of your sisters. Mm. Like colorful lines, which he just doesn't have at all in the Snyder version. Okay. Um, and yeah, he is the bad guy. He doesn't defer to anybody, mm. which, as you say, adds absolutely nothing. no. Because it just gone. means like, okay, you've killed the only guy who had character. Yeah. Now the only villains that are left are the villains that have no character. Well, to me, which it's, is what which is what it was in the first place. It, to me, it's like returning to the God Big Bang thing. Weirdly enough, it's when I never understood when people say, "Oh, you know, what started the Big Bang?" And then people go, "God," mm. and then you say, "Okay, what created God?" And they say, oh, nothing had to create God. Hmm. I don't know why you've had to go one step back further at all then. Why can't you just say, yeah, if we're, if we're, if we're start, starting somewhere. If, 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 if a miracle started everything, yeah, why are you changing ex, what yeah. started that miracle? If something's ex nihilo, you stop as far back as you can go. Yeah. We go as far back as the Big Bang, basically. Hmm. Um, and it's the same with this. Like, you're just adding a God to what was already the Big Bang. Yes. Didn't need it. Yeah. Like, we were good. Yeah. Okay, so... Usually it's, oh, look, this play, this is allowed to play out and breathe. Mm. It's like, well, the bank heist, I didn't really need to see them walking in for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, didn't need to see him, like, threaten to shoot a child in the face. We kind right, of knew that, that those yeah. children were in peril. Yeah, and that seems to be the biggest, the biggest kind of praiseworthy thing for Snyder is, mm. the biggest compliment is, oh, yeah, he really lets things play out. Yeah. Drag out, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Whedon version. Better description of it. Generally, yeah, it, it cuts all the chaff. Mm. It gets straight to it. There are slight tonal inconsistencies, not nearly as many as I was led to believe there were. Okay. The brunch thing that's often brought up is annoying. Yeah. But that, I would say, is the only time it really goes too far. Okay. I'm just like, okay, we're done now. We get who the Flash is. Mm. Um, and there are moments like, you know... Um, oh, you don't like me. Bam's like, I don't, not. But they're not like, they don't distract you from what's going on. Yeah. They're quick asides that you get in the middle of scenes. Yeah. Because um, he's desperately trying to add character to a film that happened. Yeah, or colour, just colour. Colour. Life, personality. Which I was surprised by, because you've got that opening in, like like we said, at the be- in the beginning of the Zack Snyder version, there's nine minutes of Superman just going, ah, Ah, yeah, ah. as as like he gets stabbed by Doomsday or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, whereas in the Zach, uh, not in, in the Joss Whedon version, yeah. see, see how confusing this is? Do you see how horrible <laughs> it is that there are two Justice Leagues? Yeah, you've got that like iPhone footage of Superman. Yes, which is you know, I know they're trying to add character to mm. Superman, and I, I admire that intent, mm-hmm. but it is weird. It's a weird way to start the film. Yeah, yeah, um, and then well, it's okay. It, it, it's weird given. Right, we obviously had a really difficult job to do, didn't he? Mm. He had to come out, trim it, and then kind of fill in the, the gaps. Yeah. With, with a witticism or a bit of colour or a bit of explanation CG or whatever. CG out the CG moustache. out the moustache. If it had been a Whedon film mm. from the off, it would have been the perfect opening. Because that's the kind of tone that he would have struck. Yeah. But because it's Whedon mixed with Snyder, that's the only reason it's kind of weird. But that's the thing. It is Whedon mixed with Snyder. Again, yeah. Like a criticism that I've often seen uh, levied at Joss Whedon. It's like, oh, he made the film too Joss Whedon-y. Right. 
you've got like a perfectly fine Justice League movie and then a weird moment will come along and take you out of it. Right. But then, yeah, you've got the iPhone footage and then is it straight away where we go into that opening credit montage? Yes. Yeah. A very Zack Snyder-y montage. Yeah. A montage that I myself thought was Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. As we learn from, unless he like fiddled with it afterwards. Yeah, unless he t- took it out. Yeah. It's it's a Joss Whedon invention, yes. as far as we know. So that's jo- that's to me that's proof that Joss Whedon wasn't just trying to like oh I'm going to turn this into my film. It's like no, it's like this yeah. started as a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, I'm going to try and keep it as that for as much as I can. Yeah, let's try and do like basically the, the reason for the montage. Is let's set up Superman is dead. Yeah, and hope is kind of let's gone. do all the world building that should have been done in the previous yeah, <laughs> couple yeah. of movies. Superman's dead. Hope is draining, yeah. you know, like the homeless guy with I tried on the cardboard, like yeah. all that stuff. Which and I laughed. Straight I laughed when I saw that. Well, I tried for the first time. Yeah, okay. Just like because I knew the history of it, I knew that um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that Zack Snyder had left and Joss Whedon had come in to finish it up. <laughs> I so I like that I tried. He managed to get yeah. I tried into the film. And he uh, superimposed Zack Snyder's face onto the homeless guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So there's all, there's kind of an aesthetic consideration. Snyder's version is ugly, as mm. we've said. Whedon's version isn't much better, but it is better for for my taste. Okay, it's brighter. It's more nicely lit. It's a, it's you know it's nice to look at. Yeah, Your eyes aren't just like ugh. It's kind of it's sort of yeah. It's not great, but I no. do kind of like the because um, Zack Snyder's all of Zack Snyder's stuff is very high contrast. Yes, which is fine. It's a it's a decent look to have, but mixed in with. Like that almost monochromatic, just yeah. kind of sludgy yeah. color palette. Yeah. That's it's when miserable. it starts to look ugly. But when you add like bright saturated colors on top of high contrast, mm-hmm. it pops. You know? Yes. It's not the best looking look in no. the world, but it, it pops. But this is the thing. we With a lot of the praise we've heard, I don't know if we said it on the podcast or not, but f- what it shows to me is people feeling vindicated mm. because Zack Snyder took it seriously. Yeah. And Joss Whedon takes it slightly less seriously, or at least has a laugh with it. Mm. Like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And the fact that uh, Snyder's like, no, I'm going to take it like they're gods. I'm going to take it deadly seriously. Mm. People are like, yeah, you take it seriously. Like you're vindicating my fandom of it. Mm. That's where a large part of it's come from. Yeah. And I just personally, temperamentally, my taste is kind of, not to be constantly snarking, like, haha, this is strange, isn't it? Mm. But something to kind of take away from the kind of faux gravitas. Of, that's it's called Superman. I know, I know. But that's the thing, you can... It doesn't have to be all serious all the time. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse is a great example. Yeah. Of, like, taking it seriously but not at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, that film, it has weight to it yeah you know like the the relationship he has with his uncle and emotional his father, weight to it yeah the the way that like you know the father blames spider-man even though he doesn't realize that it's actually mm-hmm. his son for like the brother's death like a lot all of that and like the threat it's a legitimate threat it's not just like this oh there's a spy there's a spider pig yeah, yeah yeah or like infinity war like people um celebrate the end of infinity war for just mm-hmm. how bleak it is and right. yes I know I know yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. Marvel film they're obviously not going to be dead forever yes. yeah. but they celebrate the bleakness of Spider-Man dissolving in Iron Man's arms yeah. they don't go oh well earlier in the film Spy- uh, Iron Man said dude you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards it's not right. serious enough yeah 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 exactly like, no the film is it's jokey and light hearted it balances it and it's yeah. perfectly balanced as all things should be indeed 
What's that? That's a line from Infinity War. Oh, is it? Thanos says it. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfectly balanced, all things should be. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it's not that taking a superhero seriously is in and of itself a bad thing. No. We refer you to the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes. It, yeah. That takes itself pretty seriously. The thing is, that's Batman, and you can afford to take it quite seriously. Mm. There, I'm sure there is a version of Superman that you take deadly seriously that would be good. Yes. But you have to be, you'd have to be pretty damn good to pull that off. Oh, uh, yeah. And... I, mean, I guess it's called the Justice League. It's one to one. You know, I mean? it's colourful. It's supposed to be for kids. It's bright. It's poppy. It's, yeah. But Snyder thinks that it's the best thing ever, and so he treats it like that. Yeah. You know? Um. He's doing the Watchmen treatment to the Justice League. Yeah. But that's all he can do because he's a fanboy. Mm. Yes. So, it, it for, for my eye, the Whedon version is better looking. Okay. There's the whole moment of Flash saving the people in the car. And then Superman is carrying the apartment. Yeah, which is a good background. moment. Good weed moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a weed moment, so people are critical of it now. Even though... Yeah, because they now know it. I'm pretty sure at the time that was complimented as like a, oh, that's a good character moment. It'd be nice if the film had more character moments like that. Yes. And then Zack Snyder's version comes out and all of a sudden that is the perfect... Oh, that moment is actually disrespectful to The Flash. It's making The right. Flash less important. Yeah. It's like, well, no, it's it's to, it, you know... Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. And, like, and they've done that. They make a point of that. They like you've got the 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 look, the way that Superman looks at him when like the Flash is being quick. Yes, and Superman fights him when they're being quick. Mm-hmm. You got that moment. You got the little post mid credit at the end with the yeah. Like, they're setting up. They're creating a fun rivalry. A rivalry. Yeah. They're creating inter character yes. relationships in a group of characters. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing the Whedon does. The Whedon version does more. Is it tries to establish ongoing like the nature of the relationship between Batman and Wonder Woman Mm. like he's like uh, Superman's dead you could be that if you wanted but you're not living up to your you live in secrecy and isolate there there are things going on there are themes I'm not saying it's good it's not a good film Mm. but it is better in my opinion Uh, in microcosm for me well there's that there's a a great little scene where Aquaman starts saying like you know the things I haven't done with my life I'm too young to die and and you find out the lasso of truth is wrapped up using the character stuff and like what, what they <laughs> yeah. have, you know, to, to the film's disposal. and Like Thor's hammer. The one good scene from Avengers Age of Ultron is when they're all trying to pick up Thor's hammer. Right, exactly. Nothing to do with the plot or... Yeah, but it's it's, it's, it's building the dynamics of the group. And even because um, Captain America shifts it slightly, doesn't he? Yeah. And obviously he wields it later. Foreshadowing. In right, yeah. exactly. Even if it wasn't intended at the time yeah. to be foreshadowing. I've even seen people say that like, oh, Captain America was always capable of lifting the hammer, right. but he was just being polite. Okay. Like it's one of those, you, you can... Retrospectively, yeah, you can of, play yeah. with that moment. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, yeah, he's just he's just walking into the ocean, yeah, while right music to cut yourself to plays, yes, for like four hours. Last so thing, I'm I'm sure that was because we that's Age of Ultron, isn't it? That, yeah, yeah, that probably was just like the rhythm. It ended with the joke. Mm. They're like, ah, they can't do it, and then he nudges it, and Thor's like, oh, yeah, shit. But obviously, that might have well led to maybe that you know who knows. Yeah, um, and in microcosm. In the Snyder version, the introduction to the Flash is there's a car crash as he's applying for a job in a yeah, or like that scene. We highlighted that scene as like a this is a perfect example of why the film doesn't work, and everyone else has highlighted it. <laughs> every yeah. review. People are like, oh, that's the best scene in the film. Yeah, this is how it's great because like using that as the comparison. Yeah, um, but it's interesting how the aspects of those scenes that of that scene, yeah. that people seem to like so much, is the fact that it it it. it displays the Flash's character. And ability. And ability. Yeah. And it has a little bit of a joke to it because yeah. he saves the hot dog and gives it to the dogs. 
all things that the Whedon version yeah. is trying to do all the way through. <laughs> that took, what was that, five minute scene or yeah. something in the Snyder one? Allergic music that does not f- at all fit the tone of what, you know, because no. he takes the hot dog and he gives it to the dog. In the Whedon version, the intro- introduction to that character is he's queuing up to visit his father in prison. Hmm. This massive, like, skinhead behind him is like, oh, hurry up, you dickhead. Hmm. He turns around and he says, is there a problem? He's like, no, it's all good. He turns back and then we see that he's drawn in um, permanent marker on the guy's face. Like, yeah. passes. Perfect. Yeah. And it took like 10 seconds. <laughs> that, the economy is, honestly, this is a bit of back patting, but I told you this. Whedon's version... It reminded me of what I would do if you gave me Snyder's version. Right. It's like, as a script doctor, editor, yeah. right, just fix this. And I would basically have done what Whedon did. Mm. Took those scenes and made them yeah, a, a make minute them long. economical. Yeah. Really and economical. And really yeah. try to make characters of the characters. Yeah, get to the nub of it and just, yeah. you know, not kind of pornographize it as well. Because Snyder, he lo- loves this idea of like meshing superheroes and like proper violence and mm. swearing like I'm gonna fucking kill you come on yeah. but in the Whedon version when Wonder Woman like decimates the guy in the bank with mm. a bracelet yeah. it cuts as the light envelops the screen so you don't even really know what happened to him mm. in the Snyder version the bank fucking explodes and, yeah. and she murders the guy yeah <laughs> yeah oh thank you Wonder Woman for sl- for not for like saving the bank from the bomb that was going to blow it yeah. up. Oh, you just blew up the bank anyway. Right. And when they kill the security guards on the way in, in the Whedon version, it, it, you don't see the actual murder. It sort of just shows the gun firing yeah. and then carries on with the scene. Almost as if it's for kids. And you're yeah. trying to trim that kind of more violent. Yeah. But Whedon, oh, he just, oh, uh, Snyder rather, he's such a fucking, uh, he's that 40, <laughs> he, what, he fucking loves Joker. You know he does. Yeah. The, the Phoenix film. Oh, Just yeah. that wanking over, sort of, oh, yeah, man, it's adult. It's for adult. No, it's not. No. Grow up. But, and you know, like, Christopher Nolan's been brought up as he and his wife. Did we mention this in the last podcast? I don't know if we mentioned this specifically, though. Okay. Um, that he had told Snyder, you can't watch Whedon's version. Yeah. But you it's, must never it's always, it. It's never, I don't think it's ever been directly stated in any yeah. of these articles that are brought up, but there's always the the silent implication that, oh, well, Nolan's a good filmmaker, so the fact that he told Snyder not to watch it is proof that it was a bad film. It's just like, no, they produced Man of Steel, didn't they? Mm. They're probably friends with Zack Snyder and his wife, Nolan his wife. Probably, yeah. Because she's a producer, Deborah Snyder, I think, right? Yeah, she produces most of his stuff, I think. And Emma Thomas, I think, is Christopher Nolan's wife, who also produces all this stuff. Mm. They're probably friends. Like, he just told his mate, look, it's not your film, you can't watch it. Look, Look, Snyder... You know what I think of you as a filmmaker. <laughs> Let's not go there. Well, but not. this is your baby and I You don't want to see someone you, else raising it. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. see someone else raising your baby. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't... Um, maybe he does genuinely think Snyder's version is better because every other fucker does. Hmm. But I don't think that that is necessarily... That story is necessarily proof hmm. of that. Um, but then again, if you're Christopher Nolan, how can you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League and not think, I made Interstellar. That yeah. covered that was like three hours long, and yeah. it covered the entire life of this guy and his daughter. All, and also, people, it, it, we went to the furthest reaches of the universe, yeah. and we like traveled within to like hypothetical dimensions. And Aquaman's still walking into the ocean. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I said this on the last podcast. Not necessarily interstellar scope, as in you know the film covers that distance and that time. You know, mm. but Schindler's List is shorter than Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. 
a Holocaust movie where like you really got to take your time and The Wolf of Wall Street is Wolf shorter. Wolf. And that was done for being indulgent. Yeah. You know? No, not one person has said it's indulgent. The Snyder Vision's indulgent. No, that's so at, at least it, It's that at least. Yeah. At least say it's indulgent. But uh, yeah, no one has mentioned as well because Nolan produced Man of Steel. I think he, he might have been more involved with it early on as well. Like maybe writing it or something. Yeah. A story, I think. Okay. But they parted ways over it because Nolan said Superman can't kill people. Mm. Can't kill anybody. Yeah. It's like Batman, you know. I know that's Batman's like rule. Yeah. But Superman is a much lighter character than Batman. Yeah. If, Batman's if Superman's killing people, killing people, then what? what everyone is left? can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Snyder's like, no, I'm going to have him kill Zod. Yeah. And I think maybe it was a compromise at the end. Like the only reason he does it is because Zod is just um, indiscriminately he, murdering he people. He would have killed those like, people. Yeah. Okay, fine. A compromise. But I, I remember that being a story that Nolan didn't like that mm. and wanted Superman never to kill. Yeah. And Snyder, because he's a fucking 14 year old, was like, no, he's got to kill. He's yeah. got to kill. You know, I, oh, it just winds me up. <laughs> it just, it's it, the Whedon version's better. Okay. That's, that's it. <laughs> the Whedon version is better. It's you, not up for debate. But you agree because you said at the outset that... Um, we well, it's, it's worth qualifying that we don't like yeah. either version. No, no, no. I will never watch either version ever again. Nor will I. Um, but... If I had to watch either version, I'd put on the Whedon version. Yes. Well, it's it's also two hours. Yeah. Which is a which is you know um, a virtue. Yes. At this point. Yeah. Do you think? Because obviously um, we didn't like Joker. No. But and we suspected it might be up for Oscars at least Phoenix. Yeah. And then I think it got the most. It was the film with the most nominations. It maybe. Was, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or the Baftas or something. And it won. And obviously Todd Phillips ended up being nominated. Is this going to end with you saying, do <laughs> yeah. you think it's going to be nominated for awards? Is, is Zack Snyder going to be nominated for Best Director at the Academy Awards? There is no <laughs> way he could be nominated, right? That's the thing. I don't know anymore. I mean, that's the thing. I thought, given the year that we had, I thought it was, we were guaranteed. It was a guarantee mm. that The Invisible Man was going to be nominated for something. Yeah. And it was nominated for nothing. No. There's no way we can live in a world where the Invisible Man goes unrecognized. But Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League is up for best film or best director or whatever. My relationship with the Oscars has changed forever now mm. because when Rob, before Rami Malek won, mm. we were saying, "Oh, you might get nominated." I was yeah. Like, no, the film is like quite negatively. Mm. It was like fifty percent or something. So. And at the end of the day, the Oscars don't recognise films that aren't critically acclaimed generally. Yes. The old blip, historically, but... Yeah. So Bohemian Rhapsody, no way. And then it got Best Picture nomination and all, mm. yeah, and it won editing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then Phoenix won. Mm. And Parasite won. So it's like every everything can happen. Yeah. So I, I don't know anymore. If you said to me, oh, you think you'll be up? I go, yeah, I might. <laughs> you might well be up. But then again, Black Panther wasn't. It was up for Best Picture. It was up for Best Picture. Yeah. I can't remember exactly how many categories it was up for. But it didn't well, win. like five or six. It, it won like costume and music, I think. But yeah. it didn't win, um, like, you know. I'm not, I'm not saying it would win anything. Mm. But just just the nomination. I mean, it doesn't deserve one, does it? No, it doesn't. But it, <laughs> it genuinely doesn't. I mean, th- this is more out there than Bohemian Rhapsody and Joker. If yeah. get nominated. But it's better received than Bohemian Rhapsody. It is. It might be better received than Joker, even. Yeah, it is. Joker's like 67%. Yeah, that's a trend in general, though, isn't it? We've noticed that over the past couple of years, that mediocre films are now being nominated for Oscars. Yeah. Because they, you know... I don't know whether it's the case with Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joker, it was purely a popularity thing. I think that's what it is. 
Oh uh, yeah, it's probably just them popular- to be populist. It's a popularity thing, yeah. but also like films that say the right thing. Yeah, they think the right thing. Yeah. They sort of they end up getting in there as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's like, oh, we can now that you know, Joker is this serious like mm-hmm. Scorsese esque drama. Oh, don't say that. We can uh, we can nominate a superhero film. Yeah. Mad Max had it right. It was just a straight straight up we are just this film is just an action scene from start to finish. Yes. And it got nominated for Best Picture yes. because it was a damn good film. And director. And director. Yeah. yeah. And most things. It got nominated for a lot, right? I think that's it for the major categories. Okay. But uh, pr- everything else, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's how you do it. You make it, you, all Lords of the Rings, you make a, a genre film yeah. or a film that is true to itself mm-hmm. and you make it very fucking well. Yeah. And then there's, there's no denying it. Unless you're the Lego movie, they'll deny you anyway if you're the Lego movie. But that's the thing, Mad Max is incredibly professional with really precise attention to detail, Mm. but it doesn't take itself that seriously. No. That's the thing. Mm. If if Mad Max was kind of, it gave you an impression of itself as important Mm. in the way that Snyder's Justice League does, it would be loathsome. Yeah. But it doesn't have that. No, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't apologise for itself. It's incredibly goofy. Mm Mm-hmm. But it makes no apologies for that. No. And it doesn't... Again, it's like... These aren't the deepest characters. And it's not the yeah. most complex or... No. You know, godly of stories. It knows its level. But it it's um, it treats it with the respect that it deserves. Yeah. Which is, you know, when you're at the scriptwriting level, that's so such a vague compliment that you don't... Mm. There's no practical application of that. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, I just need to write my story... In a way where it's clearly showing respect to itself. Is that a way that we can differentiate, quickly differentiate a fan and a fanboy? If you're writing a script, right? Mm. A fan respects the characters, a fanboy reveres them. Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. You can like a thing, mm. but you need to have a, an objective distance from it. Yeah. Um, but I respect it. Like Nolan said, he knew nothing about Batman. No. But it, it interested him. Yeah. Snyder clearly is in love with the mythology. Yes. And, you know. And that's why he doesn't care about human beings. So much so that he's releasing the film again, but in black and white this time. It's coming out, is it? It's well, I'm pretty black. sure. Like, I, I've <sighs> seen I've seen some people saying like it's in the works. Some people saying it's only a rumor. Some people saying it's definitely happening. So it's going to be four by three in black and white. Four by three in black and white. And there's going to be more footage in it. Oh, Jesus. Or the director's cut. Yeah, the director's right. cut of the director's cut. Yeah. God, it's just like films, video games, TV. They're all just like collapsing into one entity at this point yeah people have made the tv comparison with justice league it's like oh it's divided into mm. six acts it's basically a tv show mm. um and now we're getting the justice Zack Snyder's justice league is now getting dlc it's getting like here's the the uh the gold edition where you get more footage yeah and then we'll release that version in color so you'll get all of the footage <laughs> in color but that's the... Th- I mean, like, they did Mad Max in black and white, didn't they? They did. I was like, but it, it took them a lot of time and, like, after the film had made it. Yeah. Like, oh, we can now do a black and white version. Yeah, I think he was... Um, I think uh, George Miller said that, um, for me, there was only two ways of doing the post-apocalypse. Either you do it so that it's so... Like, everything is so dark yeah. and grim and yeah. moody. Just kind of match the, the, the somberness that mm. is the end of the world. Or you do what Mad Max Fury Road, yeah. but you go so bright and colourful yeah. to contrast that. Yeah. 
Um, but that's the th- that that gives him more of a power that juxtaposition. Yeah, that that contradiction. Yeah, when when post-apocalyptic, it's like you know the the cliched um, like game show sketch in the post-apocalypse. It's like hello and welcome to and there's all these fake What's smiles and because um, oh, you're you're obviously talking about the the, the Mitchell and Webb thing. Mitchell and Webb sketch. Um, number Wang. No, it's a different thing. Yeah, um, that's number Wang. That's number one. Is it called Stay Indoors? It's like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's all these fake artificial yeah. smiles. Don't mention the event. Yeah, exactly. It flashes so, up on screen. Don't mention the event. Yeah. Marrying like really colourful and over the top things with the knowledge that this is apocalyptic mm. lends it a power that you just don't get. It's the equivalent of um Steam Fry talked about this. Do you feel more sorry for people who go around saying, Oh my arm is hurting, or oh, my foot is hurting, or someone you know is living with a terminal illness and not talking about it? Mm. The latter. Yeah. And it's like if a film apocalyptic film is presenting itself as uh you just go, well, yeah, I know it's uh. Yeah. Give me something else. Like The Walking Dead, we're like 10 seasons in. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know it's uh. Yeah, yeah. I know it's miserable. I yeah. get it. I need something else. Yeah. But that, and I think Parasite, they're working on a black and white version. But the, okay. the, the reason that I mean, works, they, do, they don't have, like, I don't need an, another, I, you don't need to give me a reason to rewatch no, Parasite. I I'll watch it again. But that's the know? thing, I don't, that, I'm okay with that because those films are gorgeous. Mm. Like, real attention to detail films and you know it'll be done well yeah the Snyder thing I mean it's so it's fucking, basically black and white anyway. it's so fucking dark it's basically monochrome anyway yeah and it's clearly just an affectation like yeah. why it's not a gorgeous film it's not that kind of mm. it's not that kind of film so it is just a wanky oh I'll do what I want now mm. I'm an auteur bitch yeah yeah <sighs> <laughs> Rant so over. once again, we don't yeah. recommend no. Zack Snyder's Justice. We don't recommend Joss Whedon's Justice League. But um, if yeah, no. But, but let it be known that um, it's better than the Snyder it's version. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of a, a, to tail off from. It's not Justice League related. It's DC related. Mm-hmm. We've seen that they've officially confirmed that. Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman movie is going to take place on Earth 2, which is <laughs> right. the alternate universe, which is an alternate universe to the DC universe. It's the primary alternate universe right. to the DCEU. Okay. But I don't think it's the same universe that Joaquin Phoenix's Joker takes place in. So that would be the tertiary universe, would it? That's, yeah, that's off. That's another universe right. off somewhere, okay. I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Again, right. like every time we bring it up, there like was, from, for some reason, you all need these films to tangentially exist. You know what it reminds me of the thing we've talked with about each before other. of the um, gr- putting people into groups. Mm. Oh, we'll give the black people this, the disabled people this, and then you've got to start fractionating it further and further. Yeah. Uh, disabled black people who are gay, and until you end up at the individual, which yeah. is what we already did. And this is the same thing with films. It's like, this is in that universe. Why can't we just say they're all just singular films? <laughs> They have no relationship to anything but themselves, yeah. unless they're sequels. Yeah, everything else is just its own thing. Mm. You know. Um, okay, does that really mean anything in in the for the actual film? I think the only possible thing it could mean is twenty years down the line, they can have Robert Pattinson and yeah. Ben Affleck and Christine Bale team up because right. they all they're all in alternate universes, but it's the same like multiverse, same multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, I don't want to see Christian Bale and, uh, you know... My relationship with everything, every bit of art ever, I'm applying a multiverse framework to it anyway. Yeah. When I watch um, I'm going Mad in- Max Fury Road, 
I, I, I'm assuming it's not in the same universe as Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. I, or so Monsters like, Inc. <laughs> I'm kind of imposing a multiverse on everything I ever consume. Yeah. So, like, but I know it all does exist in. Yeah. It all exists. I, I don't I don't put the disc in for Finding Nemo and think oh, I wonder how this connects to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I yeah. wonder which multiverse, like which alternate universe. Yeah. I wonder if it's like Earth nineteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Compared to like, if you this told one. me Finding Nemo is Earth nineteen, Die Hard's Earth two. Yeah. I'll just go okay. I was basically assuming that anyway. <laughs> I was basically you know assuming I mean? these two things yeah, were yeah, not yeah, happening. Right. <laughs> like you know, it's just so childish, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, again, it's the vindicate. It's like mm. we can all like it. It's fine. Yeah. Because it's all the one thing. Ridiculous. Yeah, so I don't think I'll have any bearing with it on the no. film. Like, this film, anyway. The next one. Well, it's one of two things. I say that, like, oh, that it could only lead to, like, an eventual team-up movie. But also, I suppose, if they were to continue the Snyderverse, which mm. people are adamant is a thing that should happen. Yeah. I'm sure we're adamant that it's a thing that shouldn't. Indeed. Happen. But, like, oh, it can't, it won't disturb the Batman, the Robert Pattinson Batman film, because that's in an alternate universe. Yeah. And I suppose... Like, oh, we didn't announce it before, but now we're going to announce that the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. that's in an alternate universe too. So yeah, yeah. we can continue the Snyderverse without well, disturbing this new continuity that we've worked so hard to build. Yeah. Well, because Snyder- Zack Snyder's universe was fucking shocking and nobody liked it. Yeah. Well, you know, um, like Aaron Sorkin, he, he maintains he didn't, but we've often insisted that he applied a scorched earth policy to the West Wing. Yeah. I'm leaving, I'm going to scorch... Snyder has done the opposite, hasn't he? He's, uh... Sam's like corner? No, that's the thing. I don't think so. Like, inseminated is the only word I can keep thinking inseminated of. Inseminated Earth. Inse- or seeded Earth. Seeded Earth. Seeded Earth. Okay. So that's the Sam's like corner. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. No, because I've got another one for later. Oh, oh! Yeah, yeah. Oh, you kept that from me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Seeded Earth... I don't... Because usually it's a good thing. Hmm. Because it, it's just planting things for a sequel. Yeah. I think it could only you could only apply seeded earth when when it's done as like a middle finger almost. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's kind of it is truly the inverse of scorched earth. If in you that way. don't carry on, if you don't reinstate my universe, then this yeah. film will go unresolved. Right. Exactly. And you wouldn't let this film go unresolved. Exactly. So many yeah. people like it. Yeah. Yeah. So he just throws all the shit at the end to go. You want to see that, don't you? Yeah. You know, bring me back, bitch. Yeah. Um. Okay. Are we done with all that? Yeah. I. Yeah. yeah. Suicide Squad looks good, doesn't it? It does look good. Yeah. It does look very I, good. I, yeah. I want to be in that universe. I don't want to be in the Snyderverse. Well, that is the same universe, isn't it? As the Snyderverse. I really don't know. Because that's the thing, isn't it? The Suicide Squad is a sequel to Suicide Squad. And a soft reboot. As and a soft reboot. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's the same characters, but they're all completely different. And yeah. it's like, you know. Well, he's, um, he's fixing Suicide Squad, isn't he? Yeah. And yeah. it looks fixed. The it, moment it, you see Sylvester yeah. Stallone as the CGI shark. That's the best thing. The moment, that's the moment you realise, oh, James Gunn does know what he's doing. Yeah. And I'm like, I, 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 I acknowledge the quality of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Mm-hmm. They're not for me. I don't They're not like for me that. either, yeah. But I acknowledge their quality. Okay. But the Suicide Squad looks like a film that I might actually enjoy. Me too, yeah. Obviously too. with this, like, you know, um, I have to, like, to... to, to to maintain my street cred yes. as like a legitimate film review, yes. I have to say like, oh, it, it's I'll enjoy it knowing what it is. Well, same. I think it's going to rise to a certain level and not transcend it for me. Mm. I think um, the bat the Batman looks like a film I'm genuinely going to love. Mm. This is all looks like. <sighs> yeah, it's all looks like. Right? I don't think we ever thought we would love Joker. No, but we thought we would really like it. Right? 
Yeah. Like we we saw that that first trailer and we were like, okay, this looks really interesting. Yes. I can I can see. Yeah, of course. That can, that, can, that can happen. I'm yeah. not like well, everything I've ever looked forward to has ended up falling short of expectation. Mm. But the Batman feels like a film that's like DVD quality. Mm. Like that means something to us. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah by, by that you mean it's a film worthy of owning worthy like, of owning oh I'll own it on DVD yeah 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 like the, the, the most no, like us. at the moment the least impressive way of like immortalizing <laughs> film because we were born in 1994 when we buy a DVD it's our way of canonizing a film yeah we like it to the amount we want to have it in yes. our collection um, and so we'll when, continue doing that until it's obsolete. So when we reach the day where everything is on a streaming service and is yeah. constantly being removed and cancelled, and the, no, yeah. I have, yes. I have a physical version that you cannot take away from me. Exactly. You know. Yes. Whereas the Suicide Squad doesn't look like it's going to rise to that level, but I will really like it. Mm. Um, like Birds of Prey level, because that's not DVD yeah. quality, but you liked. I Birds did of like Prey. Birds of Prey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I liked the look of the Suicide Squad since seeing John Cena's costume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the kind of really low-key, like, it's like an old-fashioned Yeah, costume, it looks it? like... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it looks like a film that was sort of made in the 80s where it's yeah. just like, oh, whatever we had lying around throw the it department. On. Yeah. Let's throw it on. It doesn't look like a costume that's been designed. But see, the only cultivated. thing that slightly diminishes all this stuff is because I know he's getting a spin-off TV series mm. and the Batman is getting a spin-off TV series. Like, I don't want to know that before I've even seen the film. Yeah. Like, announce that later. Let me, let me, let me love this character first yeah. and then I'll get excited for yeah, yeah. seeing more of him. Exactly. Although, based on the trailer, I'm, I am looking forward to seeing yes. John Cena. There's something about, like... Wrestlers? Wrestlers, yeah. Like, yeah. pro wrestlers who've turned into actors. Mm-hmm. That used to carry such a negative connotation. Yeah. Like, they, they would just end up in, like, garbage action films. Yeah. Where they clearly couldn't act, but they were there just because of their physical prowess. Yes. Even then, they weren't wrestling. They were just kind of awkwardly holding firearms. It was rubbish. And then Dwayne The Rock Johnson comes along Mm -hmm. and wins the hearts and minds of everyone. Everyone. Yeah. And then Dave Bautista followed and won the hearts and minds of everyone. Yeah. And now John Cena is going in that direction as well. Well, John Cena was before Bautista, wasn't he? I know he was before Bautista, but he was in like Fred the movie. Uh, like that's no the marine oh he's in the marine that was his breakout oh well I, oh, I, I'm not aware of that at all oh and you've seen it no it's it's just a traditional um, action movie okay Robert Patrick is the bad guy like they kidnap his wife that, you know, right. it's one of those films okay but like he's okay in it yeah it was like better than most wrestlers mm. uh, transitioning to I'm just, I'm just wondering I was just gonna ask you do you think that um, in the same way that like when Spider-Man came out like um, what's he called first Spider-Man Tobey Maguire yeah the director Sam oh, Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when Sam Raimi's Spider-Man came out, it's like, okay, it feels like we've, we're finding our footing with superhero films now. Mm-hmm. We kind of got it. Yeah, well, X-Men, but yeah. X-Men, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, X-Men. Blade? Like, how well, far back do we go? Well, Blade was the first, like, proper Marvel superhero film. Mm. But I think X-Men was the first one where people were like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's actually good. Okay. And Spider-Man sw- swiftly followed. All right. Okay. So X-Men. Yeah. Um, yeah, when X-Men came out, it's like, okay, we're getting a hang of superhero films yeah. now. Is that happening with pro wrestlers? It's like, okay, we're getting a hang of pro wrestlers turning into actors now. We kind of know what level they should be on, yeah, where it's kind of like that well, very dry... Well, I don't know, because there's only sort of been it's, three, isn't there, this really? Is, there's sort of like um, an ironic sincerity to all of them, isn't there? I mean, The Rock does seem genuine in a lot of roles he's in. But like with Batista, like he's kind of doing... Well, they're sort of playing against... The personality of the characters plays against their physicality. Mm. So Drax is simple. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah. 
So, yeah, it's kind of... Um, and John Cena just seems to be, like, completely earnest. Right. All-American. All-American, yeah. earnest. There's no irony or sarcasm to him whatsoever. Yeah. But the the fact that he is so dry, yeah. character-wise, yeah. is what makes it funny. Because those yes. characters are fucking with him, and he's just like, no, I will answer you sincerely. I, I'm, right. I'm, you know... Well, it's sort of like Captain America parody, isn't it? Where he's so, like, um, clean-cut and yeah. all-American. Well, there's only been three good ones, really, right? That, that come to mind. Three's a pattern, though. Not, not when you've had more wrestlers that weren't good. Yeah, but they were all, like, in the past over there. Mm. Nah, you're just trying to find something that isn't there now. No. Yeah, you're trying to impose no. your own. No, I found a pattern. You're trying to impose an autistic thing on it. Validate autistic me, Sam. Awareness. Um, if, if, if fucking DC fans can you validate it by having all of their films take place in the same multiverse, you can right. validate me by saying that three wrestlers yeah. that are, like, decent enough yeah. is proof that wrestlers in general are being decent enough. No. Like Acting-wise. Because Dwayne Johnson debuted about 20 years ago in Scorpion King. Yeah, and he wasn't good then. No, he wasn't good, and then he became good. Yeah. John Cena, 06. Okay. Batista, like 2010 or something. Yeah. Right? Okay. But there must have been other wrestlers in that time that made films that just you no one even recognize, remembers or recognizes. Yeah. So what's the pattern? That in some cases... <laughs> That's the pattern. We're is, getting it right. <laughs> pa- the, the pattern is that almost arbitrarily, yeah. <laughs> some wrestlers don't end up being good actors. Well, I'm not a hundred percent. I don't really know the trajectory of uh, Dave Batista's career in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I assume he was a pretty, um, like, like he was like a main event wrestler. Okay, I, I really don't yeah. know. The Rock obviously was. Mm-hmm. John Cena obviously was. Mm-hmm. Both of them were basically the the mascots of WWE. The biggest thing, yeah. When they were in the company. Mm-hmm. So they were like top tier, the charismatic, everybody loves them. Mm-hmm. I assume Batista was up there as well. I don't quite know if he reached the same heights. Yeah, not a clue. But yeah, it's not arbitrary because the most charismatic, well-loved wrestlers seem to be making the smoothest transition. Okay. So there is... I am I am onto something. You're just not giving me enough credit. Well, no, I mean, you, you're saying the most charismatic actors end up being the better actors. Yes, so not pattern. really <laughs> connection. Pattern. Connection. Yeah. I don't think there's a pattern. Person. Three is a pattern. But it's, but it's more than three. You just picked three that are good. Okay. And, and, and one isn't even, wasn't even the top of the... I really don't know. Okay. I genuinely don't know. Okay. I know, I. I know, I know The Rock. Yeah. I know John Cena. Yeah. I know Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. I know The Undertaker. Okay. And I know Kane. And I think all of them are like top of the, top of the card. Is it just wrestlers? What do you mean? This is just wrestling. What about other fighters? What do you mean? Like Ronda Rousey or Gina Carano? Oh, I have no idea if they is Gina Carano. Is she good? I mean, she's, I mean, she's not. She's not, she's not allowed to be in anything anymore. But no. is she good? was she good when she had she's, the chance? She's decent. Okay. Like she, you don't notice her acting. Okay. She's fine. Okay. You know? Well, there you go. That validates my pattern. How? Because it's a fourth one to the pattern. Right. Where it's like a a a, a, a combative sportsman. What What's the pattern? Explain the pattern to me. All I was saying, <laughs> I wasn't even saying, no, actually, no, I wasn't even declaring this as a pattern. I was asking you, right? is there a pattern here? Is the, the transition, not even the smooth transition, because as we pointed out, The Rock and uh, Cena weren't even good when they started, yeah. but Dwayne The Rock Johnson, John Cena and Dave Bautista yeah. are all becoming actors and they the films that they're in mm-hmm. have all found ways of util- utilizing them correctly. Right. So is this does this suggest mm. 
that we're kind of getting the hang of... No. Okay. No. Because if we were... Right. Do you think that that would mark a... Like, a legitimate career path for people? Like, I think when The Rock moved over to acting, it was like this, oh, okay. Yeah. A weird thing to do. But if, like, you have those three success stories, are Mm -hmm. we going to see a lot more wrestlers make the transition into acting? Probably. I mean, I, I don't think there's, like... There's no pattern or anything like that here. There is a pattern. There's not a pattern. You like to impose this sort of thing on life. That's not there. <laughs> this, this is the, the reality. Okay. Wrestling is a performative endeavor. Right. It involves performance. A lot of acting. Right? Yes. Yeah, so, it's sports entertainment. Right. They're entertainers. Exactly. So it's not a million miles away to go into act like pure acting yeah it's it's not like oh, i'm going to become a chef now i'm going to become no. a mountain climber right like exactly. there, there is there is a an overlap uh, yeah yeah so a transferable skill set yeah. yeah so they're going over to that circle of the venn diagram mm. and some of them are better than others yes and then good directors and writers hone um the material to the actor's strength mm. that's what's happening okay there's no pattern here there's no like <laughs> nothing's going on man What's the point? Is the moon getting bigger still? It's, well, it's definitely getting bigger. It, you should have seen it last night. Still orange stuff everywhere? What? Orange? Is everything still orange? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what's the most recent one? Um, chocolate orange, Ambrose custard. Don't even know what that is. It's, it's custard. I know it's custard. Yeah. But like Ambrose custard. I don't well, know. it's chocolate custard, but okay. they've got a chocolate orange. Okay. Variety. Yeah. Okay. The, it is still happening, okay. Sam. <laughs> All right. Um... The, what is the point in having a podcast if we're not going to try and observe things? That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to observe a path. I'm like, oh, you're not observing. Let's anything. have you're let, imposing during something. this conversation. Yes, I, 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 I think yeah. that I have discovered a pattern yeah. worthy of observation. Do you concur? No, you stupid cunt. That's what you were just doing. <laughs> well, you haven't detected a pattern. I detected you have three a, success imp- stories. You've, no, you've just imposed this it's thinking on it. It's not an imposition. It is an imposition. It's not an imposition. How can I impose? I have to outline the pattern for you to determine if it's a legitimate pattern. Right, this is I wasn't what it's imposing like. it. I was no, outlining no, no, no. it for this you. This is what it's like. This is what it's like. Someone once compared Ben to come, they said, oh, it's Laurence Olivier of our generation. Well, Ben to come back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then someone said... Um, Chris Pratt is the Harrison Ford of our generation. Right. When he's doing Jurassic World and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. And then we were like, oh, I wonder who the blah blah is of this generation. Mm. And then what your mind would do is go, ah, we've detected a pattern. <laughs> no, it's just a thing that's happened. Okay. There's no like, oh, does this suggest anything going forward? Hmm. If you're asking me, does it suggest that some future wrestlers might end up acting? Well, uh. <laughs> but that's it. So surely, nothing else going so on. surely by me saying, I think I've de- detected a pattern. Here is out the outline. Here are the parameters of my pattern. Right. Is the pattern. Your answer should have been no, rather than no. But why? Wouldn't no just have closed it? Surely I... No, just would have been no. I don't think there's a pattern. Uh, that is what I said. Rather than no. What's wrong with you? <laughs> But it's because you do this all the time. You try and find like because we're on a podcast yeah. and we had nothing to talk no, about. No, but you do it in life. 
He's okay. like, oh, does this does this suggest anything? No. It I'm, doesn't. Tr- I'm just trying it's to make a conversation. Well, look, you did it. You, you killed. Win, you, you've killed all minutes. the time. It's like, you've oh, Jordan, minutes. I've known you like 10 years. I know nothing about you. And then when I try to talk to you. Why have I said that? You said that before. <laughs> like, I? oh, you, you seem like a, you're such a guarded person. Well, you, not, are, you are a guarded person. You've been person. my friend for 10 years. I feel like I barely know you. And then I'm like, oh, Sam, let me talk oh, about. What am I learning about you let, through let this me other than no, no, conspiracy theorists? What I'm saying is like, oh, let me. here's the thing that I observed. Let's have a conversation. And you're like, shut up. But that's not telling me anything about you. No, it's not telling me anything. So it's not telling you anything about me. So what's that I got to do with the whole I don't know you stuff? I'm not saying that it says something about me. I'm saying that when I do talk to you, you you shut me down. This isn't, you threw threw an idea at me and I rejected it. You did. What do you want me to do? Quite hurtfully, I must say. It's not hurtful. Well, well, my feelings are hurt. I just, (laughs) I just, I just just disagree with your pattern. Yes, but you didn't have to disagree so vehemently. Yeah. Well, it's a podcast and, uh, you know, life, character, content. <laughs> I want an but apology. This, this, you're, you're not getting an Why apology. Why am I not getting an this apology? This says something about you that you're like, <laughs> Sam, you're always complaining that I don't talk about myself with you. And now I'm trying to, when this has got nothing no, to what do. I, what I said was, <laughs> you complain that I don't talk. I use the about fact. About yourself. No, I use the fact that you, I use that as an example. Yeah. Because that was the first example that came to my head. Right. It's like, oh, that's a, that's an example I can easily call back to right. of Sam saying that I never talk. The I fact that I was told, that. the fact that I was talking about myself yeah. was incidental. Okay, but I've never said that though. I've never said you don't talk enough. Okay. To other people, maybe. Yeah. But I've never said, George, you don't talk to me enough. Okay. Never said that. Right. It's only been in the context of about yourself. Okay. Which yeah. is probably why it's the only example I could call back to. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So then why would you use it as an example at all? If you're trying to make this point. Example I had. Okay. Whatever. So you that bit's over. So you don't think there's a pattern here. I don't think there's a pattern. Okay. Okay. If you're defining a pattern as a certain career Three things that have happened, (laughs) yes. A certain career trajectory, then okay. You can if you want to call that a pattern. Again, like I've been out of the world of pro wrestling for a while now. I mean, like as a fan, obviously. I was never, you know. Um Coincidentally, my autistic friend that I'm sh- I'm not sure I still have, um, he's been having a go with the old pro wrestling. Is he? Yeah. Is he into wrestling? Well, he's physically doing it. Oh, yeah. He's actually... Oh, like, having a go at it. Yeah, I see, right. He's actually... meant he's having a go at it. Like, he's complaining uh, yeah, about fucking it. Fucking look at this shit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's actually doing it. Um, uh, he, well, not pro wrestling, right? Yeah. No, he's not like in the he, big a- Amateur pro wrestling. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's pro wrestling he's... It's um, That's the style he's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. He invited me to do some classes with him. And you didn't go? I didn't go. Why? Because I was working at the time. Would you have gone if you weren't? I might have gone to one. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to keep up at it. You'd be an interesting wrestler. How how would I be an interesting wrestler? Well, because your character would be like because you don't have the physicality for a wrestler. No. But well, like, Big Daddy ooh. was um not ripped, was he? No, he was big. Oh yeah, I know he's big. I, I'm like very big. Mm. But he wasn't was he muscly or was he just like a big guy? I don't know. It might be like a sumo wrestler where they are, they're big. Yeah, you could do but that. But they're fit. Oh, you know, I'm you not could, fit. You could do that though. I'm not fit. No, be a sumo wrestler. Oh, I don't have the physique for sumo wrestler. <laughs> I'm just, I'm having a go. Dude. I know you're having a go. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm electing to ignore, ignore that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say, I've been out of um, pro wrestling for a while. So I don't know if like becoming a pro wrestler and then becoming an actor is seen as a legitimate career path. Sure it is. I mean, because there were people before The Rock that did it. There were people before The Rock who did it, but to not great success. Is The Rock no. the first, like... He's the most I, successful. I know that... Is it They Live? 
what? The film, They Live. The one where he puts They on Live! The, the one where he puts on the glasses and he sees the people for who they really are. Like, he looks at advertisements and they're actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a pro wrestler, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Well, Hulk Hogan was probably the first big one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but like that was fra- that was kind of like when um, Ron Jeremy shows up in things. It's not Ron Jeremy is an actor now. It's look, we've got Ron Jeremy. The yeah, kind of. But look, it, well, we got Hulk Hogan the wrestler. Yeah, but it, well, I mean, like he's in Rocky Four, I think, as, a as, as Hulk Hogan, basically. Oh, as Hulk. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. actually Hulk. It Hogan. might have been, but it's basically Hulk Hogan if it's not actually Hulk Hogan. Okay, but he's been in a bunch of films where he's not. Um, where he is playing a character. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying like a character actor, but you know, no. like there's a series of films where he's with these kids in like a theme park or something like that. He's got to save them. I, I, I don't okay. know. He's all, it's like an action hero sort of thing. <laughs> right, okay. But you know, it was like, it's, they all do that, didn't they? They start off doing action films and they end up doing um, Kid The films. Pacifier. Yeah, or, um, Tooth Fairy. Tooth Fairy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I think that was, I think that became the storyline in WWE for like the next year for The Rock. That he was in the Everyone fairy. was mocking him for being in the Tooth okay, Fairy okay. and then he would beat them up and always win. Right. Well, he still wrestled after that, did he? Uh, for a little bit. I don't think he does anymore. No. I think he just, he shows up at, re- at WrestleMania every year okay. to like um, introduce the main event. Yeah. It's like, hey, he's, I'm still about. He's a bit too old for it now. He is, but like yeah. The Undertaker. Yeah. Until maybe last year. Yeah. Is he like, dead? No, he's no, still going. Okay. Well, he's undead. He's undead. He's sure. undead. Um, is he undead? He's yeah, a zombie, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, it's changed over the years. Okay. I think, like, towards the end, it was just, like, The Undertaker had such a following. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a myth unto himself, so they right. just kind of played into that. But he's been, like, a like an American, like, all-American biker who, like, okay. rides a, what they call, like, the long bikes that you basically... Like, like a Harley. Yeah, like, yeah, riding yeah. a Harley. Yeah. What are they called? Um, choppers. Choppers, like, yeah. riding a chopper into the ring. Yeah. And he's been, like, a zombie. Okay. And things like that. Uh, but yeah, but he's never been someone who's just worked at a funeral home. No, <laughs> ironically okay. not. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, like until last year, I think it was he was uh, wrestling every year at WrestleMania. I think that was the only time he wrestled. But he's probably like in his fifties, and he was still going. Okay, like I, I remember when I watched TNA because I didn't watch WWE. I watched TNA, mm-hmm. which are now I don't know what they are now, but they were Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. when I watched them. Um, Is Billy Corgan involved with TNA? He he became the owner for a while. Yeah, but. Because that was the storyline. He took over from the owner of the... Because the story... So the actual owner of the company became a character on the show for a while. Yeah. As like a villain. Mm-hmm. And then Billy Corgan came in and was like, guess what, bitch? I just bought your company. Okay. And that was like a big, oh my God, Billy Corgan's going to like revive the company. <laughs> um, but behind the scenes, he legitimately, he legitimately thought he'd bought the majority share of the company. Right. And they'd like fiddled the contract or something so that he thought that he owned the company but actually didn't. Right. So he just disappeared. Okay. Because he was like, fuck you. I right. thought I owned this. I'm in, I'm in this or I'm not. Okay. And they were like, no, we still want to own the company. Right. So he left. But yeah, for a very short period of time, he was, as far as he was concerned, yeah. the owner of Impact Wrestling. Okay. But yeah, I think it was like 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. um, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair uh, like did a wrestling match together. Okay. Both of whom were probably like in their 60s. Yeah. Late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. So it can still happen, but I think The Rock is finished. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know whether, like, the idea of a pro wrestler is you start off on the indie circuit or, like, doing that weird street wrestling they showed in You Can't Kill David Arquette. Yeah. Where they're just, like, wrestling in front of traffic jams or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you start, yeah, you go off as an indie, then you sort of go off to training camps, you get selected by WWE, you go off to their training, like, their company, mm-hmm. NXT, I think it's called, where it's, like, where they train up the wrestlers. Then you end, Then you go to the big leagues... And then you work your way up to main event status. And that's it. You've peaked. Right. I don't know if like 
and then maybe you can go on to acting whether right. that's considered like like that's yeah. a general thing that wrestlers want to do I, probably not right it's probably just it is like you you hit the heights of wrestling mm. and then there are opportunities offered to you mm. you know I mean it's not a bad way to go because obviously you're selling your USP is your physicality isn't it yeah um, yeah sometimes I well, wonder yeah, if anyone's ever done that like I want to be a movie star mm. but I want to be a ripped that's my goal is to be an action hero mm. but I only want to act I don't want to be like a wrestler or anything so they train themselves to be that for films mm. I know people fall into that like Stallone and Schwarzenegger and that yeah they were but obviously be... Schwarzenegger was a bodybuilder yeah and Stallone um, I guess he just trained for Rocky and then he just kind of built from there yeah he just kind of stuck with but, it but yeah you know where someone's like no that's what I'm going to be I'm going to be a, a, an action movie star I'm going to get ripped for that purpose. Maybe. Yeah. But then you've got to ask yourself, like, are the people with those aspirations, are they good? What do you mean? Well, like, if you're a good actor, surely your aspiration is to be in good things. I'm not saying that well, action movies are bad. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that, like, you, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do an action movie, but I'd also love to be in, like, an Oscar-nominated drama, or I'd love sure, to... Sure, but I mean... I'd love to know. work with this specific director, not just, I want to be in trashy B-movies. No, no, you want to be in good action films, mm. you know? I think that's not a bad... Um, goal mm. is I I just want to be the go-to action guy but I'll only be in good action movies yeah you know? I can't think of a good example though of someone who's only in good action films there yeah. probably, probably isn't any well like the problem is if it's good they'll kind of like Die Hard is the example right Die Hard is a good action movie a yeah. legitimately good action movie mm-hmm. which has just been run into the ground yeah like 3 I like 3 but I think it's debatable whether 3 is a good film yeah I'm not a fan of 3 um, but certainly 4 and 5 they're yeah. not 4's <laughs> alright okay. I quite like 4 okay I don't I, like I really don't remember yeah. 4 but I, I, I certainly remember that the what I saw as the point I think what a lot of people saw as the point of John McClane was gone oh yeah that he's like an everyday gone after the, 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 the any sequel gets rid of the point of John McClane yeah yeah he's just an everyday guy who gets like beaten and bruised and he comes out yeah. of those films in a bad way like just by the skin of his teeth he he survives yeah. a Die Hard movie but like one of the things about the early films is Bruce Willis became an action star that could act mm. he was an actor first yeah and but now he's not no now he just he's just there now yeah his face doesn't move he doesn't bother which they yeah. did it's a similar thing to what they did with Leslie Nielsen wasn't it they put him in Airplane because mm-hmm. he was a dramatic actor yeah so the fact that he treated everything, he was performing all of his lines as though he was in a drama. Mm-hmm. And it was so dry yeah. and like straight-faced that it became funny. It became funny. It was like Liam Neeson, isn't it? He's become Mr. Action Man. That's he another. probably became it like in his 50s. Yeah, that's another example. Yeah. That's three examples we've just given there. Oh, look, it's a pattern. It certainly is, isn't let's, it? Let's move on. <laughs> what are we moving on to? Sweet. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll briefly bring up um, a podcast, another podcast. Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay. Um, Are we had, seriously going to give Joe Rogan a shout-out? Not a shout-out. Okay. Just, I, I have to I, say I, what I, the I podcast is. I found this good podcast the other day <laughs> called Joe Rogan. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Yeah, it's quite popular. Uh, yeah, Eric Weinstein was on, and I bring it up for this reason. There, there, I mean, it was a three-hour podcast. There was a lot on there to talk mm. about. But he said a couple of things that resonate with stuff we've been talking about recently. So the first one was this idea of, I think it was the last episode where we talked about people being on their phones and on the internet. Mm. There's this whole idea of that reality is the primary one and real life is secondary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
and he was talking about remember the Capitol Hill remember the Capitol Hill riots <laughs> um, in January and that woman got shot okay do you remember that yeah yeah and if you look at the footage it's like they're climbing through these windows mm. and the cop's got like his finger on the trigger he's like don't move and they just keep going mm. and they shoot her mm. and Weinstein's theory is that that's because they're LARPing as far as they're concerned all these people are just LARPing Okay. It's the online reality playing out in reality. And so getting shot, you can just regenerate, basically. It, there's no real meaning to it. Okay. And that, that kind of ties in with his idea that because people are on their phones all the time and following things and then things move on, nobody ever feels truly real anymore. And that really resonated with me. Okay. Because I've spoken to a lot of people recently, for different reasons, to be fair, where they've just said, it just feels like things are slipping by me and I don't feel real. Nothing feels real. Mm. Like, it's phones. That's mm. what it is. Yeah. Nothing's real. Nothing feels real. When he anymore. says LARPing, like, yeah, you said, like, oh, they, they think that they can regenerate. But well, like, not, not literally. I know, not but yeah, literally. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, yeah, when he says LARPing, does that mean that they are playing the role of um, rioters and protesters. So, like, have, genuinely having the ideology that inspired it, hmm. but, like, you know, the guy dressing as the Viking and the people dressing up as... That's what they're doing. They're just sort of enacting this persona in okay. reality. Right, okay. And that's why things have less gravity to them. And, like, you, she doesn't think twice about g- going ahead when a gun is pointed at her. Yeah. I thought that there was something, really something to that for me, that nobody f- ever feels fully real anymore. Okay. It's like... Yeah, is that the feeling or the lack of a feeling that has been kind of, I don't know, the older I get, I've always put it down to like maturity, but it's like, this is getting really wacky and pretentious. I said a few years ago, but life feels like you've got this memory of something, Mm. of the real you, that you're going to get back to when all the admin is done. Okay. And I think that's that's a time before being self-conscious. That's childhood when you were pure and in the moment. That's what we're trying to get back that's to. What we, that's the thing that you lose every day as an adult. The, the, the secret sadness at the heart of you. Mm. It's like, that's, I'm always going further away from that. Okay. And kind of life, it just feels like you ca- you're trying to catch back up to it. Mm. But there's always more admin to be done. Okay. Right? However you want to think of admin. And I think phones amplify that feeling of just like nothing's quite you're never really real in the moment anymore okay and we're just kind of ever more detaching and distancing from each other Mm. and I just think that is basically the whole reason behind everything that's happening at the moment Um, but nobody thinks nobody feels like they're real anymore fully real fully real yeah and there's a sadness in that and it's all this ideology online and the division and the I think that's a crucial thing at the heart of it Like they were talking about, there was this guy. You see the video of the guy attacking the woman in New York? No. An Asian woman, and he just attacked, I think, I'm not sure he's black. He's a massive guy, and he just attacks this woman. Hmm. And it was outside a hotel. And these three security guards just watch it, and then close the door to her. Right? Oh, right. And this guy walks off. And de Blasio instantly blamed Trump for it. Okay. Oh, he's he's established this uh, racist environment right. and, okay. and the guy had just been released after being in uh, jail for 10 years for killing his mother oh right okay and obviously had nothing to do with Donald Trump mm. right he was criminally insane and would think, he even have known who Trump was exactly he might not even have been aware of all of that stuff yeah 
and like so Bill de Blasio I think he's the mayor of New York they play a video of him explaining why people need to come back to New York because of all the culture and it, and it just shows these people doing this dance in the street that's the most ugly unsynchronized honestly I'm, it's not my personal taste <laughs> it's just the most stupid fucking thing okay they're just, do, they're just moving their arms mm. and it's like oh the culture of New York and it's like okay even if you think the wrong point is being made you could have showed proper da- ballet because New York yeah. has this really rich vibrant culture it's so like people are Broadway. so out of touch there's so much yeah there's like, so much stuff just show here. like the people who dress up as like Spider-Man taking yeah, photos jazz like jazz, New York yeah. is the heart of culture of the West you know yeah. it's like the just these people I, they're so far removed from reality mm. and what they think people want to hear and it, it just like it really makes me depressed about the future because right. I don't think there's any reclaiming it. I don't think there's any getting that back now. Well, if if you're chalking it up to phones, then no. Uh, yeah. We're only going to be coming more... We're only gonna, going to become more dependent on our phones. We're mm-hmm. not going to become less dependent on them. Yeah. Um, as a whole, I'm sure like there's going to be people who are like, no, I, I use my phone less as I get mm. older. But, but, you know, broadly speaking, yeah. the younger generation mm-hmm. is going to depend more on it. So... yeah. They're the ones who are gonna, you know, as time goes on, they grow up and they stick with it. But it's just like I, I actually can't believe how dumb everything is. <laughs> and we've said this a few times, but like, I actually can't believe it. I can't wrap my head around it. There was this thing, I think yesterday was it, where a guy drove up, tried to smash through blockade at the Capitol, and he killed a police officer. And everyone instantly, it's a, a Trump white supremacist. Okay. Um, you know, not not even saying it was, but just like if I had to bet money on this, it would be the guy is a black nation of Islam guy, right? And so, but like the fact that they they don't even have to wait to speculate to say what it is, yeah. And there's no social punishment for it. What's the what was the one? Was it the the guy who like the 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 salon shooting that started the stop Asian hate thing? Yeah. Didn't they say he was a white supremacist? Right. Was he? No, he was Syrian. He was Syrian. But have you heard any more about that? No. That's how this works. I wasn't even sure that I like like that was a thing I heard. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought it, just it was like on. like a rumor and like it was never verified. This is the thing. If it was a white dude that said he did it for Trump for whatever reason, hmm. do you not think we'd still be hearing about it? Oh yeah. There's a reason you still you're still hearing about George Floyd. Hmm. It, it it just it sickens me. <laughs> and it's like, because that's all you can he, do. The audience, he is clutching his head in just panic. But that's like, I love by the looks it's, of it. All you can do is laugh. Like, mm. saying something like that, the only response is to laugh. But it's like, okay, when we get beyond the laughter, what do we do? Mm. Nothing. What is, you know? <laughs> it's just all fuck. Anyway, let's move past the bleakness. Okay. The other reason I brought it up is because they were talking about something. I think Joe Rogan might have said, like, we're obviously not saying this. And Eric Weiss was like, oh, just stop that shit. He said, I'm sick of having to do that. I'm not going to do it anymore. Hmm. The tax is too high. Like, that we have to pay every time we want to talk about a controversial subject. Okay. We have to do... There are, and we do that all the time. Yeah. So he came up with an idea. He said, oh, I just want to say something like this. And that's your way of, of short-circuiting it. Hmm. And he, he, th- he threw it away and they didn't linger on it. But I thought it was good. I think we should use it. AUC, all usual caveats. Okay. So whenever we want to talk about 
um, an Islamic terror attack or racial, whatever. Or the village people being rushed into the people, Yeah. Well, that's a joke. So that doesn't really count. Well, yes. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like actual serious issues, like the Sarah Everard thing. Mm. We just stop saying, right, AUC, and then just carry on. Okay. So we don't have to go, we're not saying that all women do this. Yeah. We're not saying that. I think that would be useful for us. Okay. AUC, all okay. usual caveats. Do you think they would? Because, you know, a lot of people, as we've said before, a lot of problems uh, are down to the fact that people like to speak in slogans and they like to boil everything down to like sound bites and, and easily digestible phrases. Yeah. So do you think us doing the same with our caveats, which is like, here is the acronym, mm-hmm. here is the trigger warning-y, al- al- uh, you know, acronym. <laughs> I was going to say Alchemin. I don't know what that is. Alchemin. 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 Here is the acronym. Mm-hmm to you know like mm-hmm. we you know we're having a serious conversation we don't need to say what mm-hmm. we don't need to give all the qualifications do you think they would that would make it easier for them to digest it's like oh it's 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 a soundbite that i understand or do you think it, they would just go ignore it oh, well it's like I mean, oh you've they, boiled it down to something that i can just go eh, listen, bat it away if you disagreed if they disagreed with us mm. even if we wrote an essay on the caveats mm. they would twat it away yeah it doesn't matter what you say. People who really disagree with you, it doesn't matter what you say. Mm. But I think it, it's generally quite useful to say AUC. Okay. You know, like establish what your caveats are to, with someone. Yeah. And so, but from now on, it's going to be AUC. You know what I think about, you know I'm tolerant of gay people and you know mm. I'm not a sexist, I'm not a racist. But I don't want to have to say that every fucking time I bring up a black guy shooting someone yeah. or a woman, you know, a woman. It just, uh, it just takes up time that I could be using to explain what I think is the problem here. Right. Or, you know, us having a conversation yeah. about well, the what we both perceive to be... The tax is the too problem. high. Yeah. Like, I've had conversations conversations with people that actually even know that I'm not all these ists and these things, but I still have to ca- like clarify that when I'm repeating, talking about... Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's so exhausting that you ne- you end up never getting past the caveats. Mm. Like, I'm not a sexist. Was, well, that's the thing. There's, there's so many caveats to make. You just, you kind of lose track. You just like, lose track. Yeah. What was I talking about like 15 minutes ago before I started like yeah, excusing yeah. myself? The fact it's even necessary is depressing. Because mm. like, I shouldn't have to say that's, that's the horrible irony, isn't it? We don't even, we don't believe that it's necessary. It's like, you should no, know that. Thing. Yeah, we well, should know It that. should be apparent that I am not, that I don't hate yeah. people of color, that I don't think women right. are second class citizens and all that. Yeah. But it feels like these qualifications have to be made. Yeah. So that when you eventually, inevitably call me a sexist, I can go, well, I actually said... Do you know what? We I, actually established earlier on that, I that was not the case. I can't remember who said... It might have been Sam Harris who said something along these lines. But it's like, it's one thing to def- have to defend yourself against someone who's being charitable. But everyone now is trying to defend themselves against people who are reading them uncharitably, which is impossible. Mm. So that's why people always feel the need to say, I'm not of this, I'm not of that. Because you have to make it as difficult as possible for someone who's going to be uncharitable anyway yeah. to criticize you. Yeah. And that's impos- an impossible task. Yeah. Someone who's, all, who's just going to criticize you no matter what. Mm. Why would you even bother having to say? That's why, you know, I wrote in my articles and I've said to you, I'm at the end of my tether with hedges. I can't do it anymore. I'm just going to tell you what I think. Just in general. Just, just hedges with in hedges, general. I can't, I can't do it with foliage. <laughs> go fuck itself. Yeah, like I can't do it anymore. Fucking, oh, what's the word? Uh, not tropey. Topiary. Topi- yeah. Tropey. Tropey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of tropism. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, no, I've gotten it already. Topiary. Topiary. Yeah. Yeah, fuck topiary. Fuck topiary. It's not my, it's not my jam. Yeah. 
But do you agree though? Is it, mm. it just, it's just tiring. It's like, let's just, let me just tell you what I think rather than like all the other things I think so you can assume this thought is pure. You know what I mean? Mm. <sighs> that was exhausting just talking <laughs> about that. Um, be gone with that topiary. To be gone with that topiary. Yes. Should we do my lexicon and quickly get out of the way? Well, well, no, we should savour your lexicon. But it's apropos of nothing, so it's sort of... Okay, well, okay. let's still enjoy it. Okay, well, let's enjoy it then. Okay. But let's do it now. Okay. Okay. This is Sam's Lexicon. Samuel. Words. Phrases. Sam's Lexicon. Right, I've done this on a, an earlier recorded podcast, but it's one we never released. Okay. And it's just kind of been sitting there. I thought, well, I'll just do it because we're never going to release it now. We, we recorded- now, that we, now that we've got nothing... We've done all right, but like we yeah. had nothing for this episode. It was a, it was the James Bond episode. Yeah, that's probably never. Yeah, come. well, no. Eddie was on that episode. Exactly, so it would be weird to bring it back now. It's not happening. We recorded no. it when? Well, we recorded it. I think it was going to be our sixteenth episode. Right, that okay. James Bond episode. Yeah. We, our plan was, and this might be something we even mentioned because mm. No Time to Die has been delayed so many times. Yeah. But yeah, we were going to watch every James Bond movie. We're going to do what we did with Doctor Who. We're going to watch every James Bond movie, but it was going to be in preparation for No Time to Die. Yeah. And then they delayed it and delayed it and delayed it, and Eddie ended up having to go away. Yes. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's clearly not happening now. Yes. So I talked about it. I think I talked about it on that, because I sort of had it written down as a Sam's Lexicorner, but like question mark, as if like, it's been done, but it's not out there yet. Okay. So you can correct me if if I've actually said this in another episode. The word is repgong. Explain it. So repgong is the moment in a film, a, a, a biopic usually, mm. where the thing for which the person is famous first announces itself. Okay. So the example we always use is the social network, mm. where Mark Zuckerberg is sitting in a class and Dustin Moskowitz comes up to him and says... Stacy blah blah in your class is she single is she looking for a boyfriend mm. and Mark Zuckerberg's like Dustin people don't walk around with a sign that says stares off into the distance yeah runs back finishes the Facebook yeah he puts in the relationship the relationship status, status. yeah and Mark Kermode calls it the chubby hmm moment yes because there's a film about the carpenters where they read a review and it says uh, the chubby drummer kept time and they go chubby Hmm. Right. And it's like the most obvious okay. version of that moment. And he has his word for it, so we have, we have ours. ours. yeah. Okay. Well, chubby hmm is not a word, is it? No. The chubby hmm moment, that's not well, good enough Well, chubby hmm, not that Repgong would not need explaining to people, but chubby no. hmm requires... It's like, well, that, that doesn't yeah. feel like an entity into itself. You, it feels like it needs Exactly, context. and you can't say, it's a chubby hmm. It has to be, it's a chubby hmm moment. Yeah. Right? So Repgong, self-explanatory, right? Okay. It's like a gong is being struck when the reputation... I'm pretty uh, sure that was the James Bond episode because yeah. I think it's it's when yeah no in Doctor No James Bond is at the table in the casino yeah and it's the way it's shot it feels like it knows he's iconic yeah, yeah. even though this is the first film yeah I'm, obviously the books were a thing before the films came yeah. out but it's already treating James Bond as though he's this iconic right individual yeah so you know he's like it's shot in such a way we don't get an entire view of James Bond and then yeah. the guy goes what was your name again and then it cuts to him you get the full view of him and he goes Bond James Bond yeah it's the first line isn't it yeah. it's the first line yeah it's like right I don't. we've never even met this character before and it already feels like he's important he's awesome yeah, yeah. yeah. so Rap Gong Rap Gong Samuel words 
Phrases. Sam's lexicon. There you go. Okay. That's finally out there now. I felt like I enjoyed it. Okay, <laughs> good. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. It was good for you, was it? Yeah, it was good for me. Okay. Um, I think we've got one more thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, do we dare go off on another tangent about something? Um, well, is there one to go off on? No, that's the thing. We'd have to contrive the tangent. Yes. No, I mean, we. <laughs> the aim used to be two hours. <laughs> and then we just ended up doing over three yeah. and resigned ourselves to it. <laughs> Like, so now it's just now that we're at two hours, it still is, feels like we've got a ton of time yeah, left. Yeah, now that it's ideal, yeah. we're like, oh no, we should have more. But no, this is good. This is what it should be, oh, okay. right? Okay, all right. We've only got one thing left then. <laughs> yeah, we've got one thing left. Unless you've got more. I don't want to like cut you oh, off no, at least. Oh no, I, I, I okay. have, nothing. have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. Okay, well, next episode is going to be interesting. Might be even less to, be yeah. less to talk about. Then again, oh, to, we, we should point out to the audience, this is how much, well... You, you can decide. This is kind of how much commitment we have to the podcast for you, for your listening pleasure. Okay. We were going to watch Tom and Jerry for you. We did. We watched <laughs> the first 20 minutes yeah. of Tom and Jerry. Because we needed stuff to talk about. Yeah. And we were like, well, we knew we were going to watch Godzilla versus Kong. Yes. But um, we thought we need another film. So we were going to talk about Tom and Jerry. Yeah. And we tried for we you. We fucking tried. <laughs> it, but it was that bad. We, and we couldn't even we've sat through Doolittle we sat through what's the Sherlock Holmes film Holmes and Watson, Holmes and Watson. which we didn't even talk about didn't that, even was talk about. Yeah, that was just to for endure us. it yeah. for the sake of endurance we yeah. sat through Cats we sat through Justice League we sat through Sam's latest Justice League and we couldn't sit through Rise of Skywalker Jerry. yeah Rise although of Skywalker. I feel like we had enough commitment to that already that we would have yeah, watched we were it watch that. yeah yeah but, um, but Justice League that was for you that, that was wasn't for only, us yeah I never would have watched Justice League no even with its um, with the reviews scores being as high as they were, now I might have, yeah, 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 but certainly not when it came out. No, um, yeah, okay. The things we do for yeah, you. Yeah, what was wrong? This is not going to become a Tom and Jerry review, no. but what was wrong with Tom and Jerry? Because it wasn't abrasive. It wasn't like you put it on. It's like, oh fuck, this is terrible. We can't sit through this. Um, it was kind of wrong. It was just wrong. Yeah, it kind of opens with like smooth rap. Like 90s hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, just like really chilled out rap. Yeah. Which is not the tone that I associate with no, Tom Jerry pigeons all. rapping. Yeah, it's just cartoon pigeons flying over yeah. like footage of New York, yeah. live action footage of New York, doing this really chilled rap. Yeah, lo-fi beats. Lo-fi beats, while Tom is just like on a train, just like chilling, yeah. and Jerry's looking at like an apartment. Yeah. Well, like a, like an empty car. Yeah. It's like, okay, this, yeah. It's just What weird. happened to the frantic, like... Yeah. Jazzy, piano-y, like... There was absolutely no life to it. No. It just kind of... It was just a dead film. Yeah, it's kind of numbing. Yeah, it was numbing. Yeah, numbing. It was numbingly bad. Yeah. And you, numbing films is obviously... We, we couldn't. Well, we'd have nothing to say about it. That's the know? thing as so, well, yeah. So we didn't. So we didn't watch Tom and Jerry. But we did watch... We did watch Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Kong. Kong. Not, <laughs> not a massive amount to say about it, to be fair. That's the but, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, this is our grand finale. I have I nothing to say about Godzilla vs. Yeah, Kong. Yeah, I've got no notes for it. It's so it's kind of... It's on you. It's an 80%? Something like that, yeah. 80%, yeah. 85%, something like that? Yeah. Uh, the critic reviews now, not the audience reviews. Yeah. This is not an 80% film. Oh, no, it's like 60. This is the thing. Like, we went in... I don't think you had any ambition to see Godzilla vs. Kong anyway. And then... Yeah. You saw the trailer mm. and were immediately like, yeah, I kind of want to see it now. Yes. Just yeah. because of the the assault of stupidity that was that trailer. Yeah. It's like, this this should be fun. 
Right. There should be a fun exercise in stupidity. Yeah. It'll also, coincidentally, give us something to talk about. For that. For that. Church. church. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to explain church? What can you explain? I don't know. I don't even remember. We quickly try. I was pissed. Yeah, Yeah, I came over. (laughs) I think it was it was the day we watched Godzilla vs Kong. It was. I came over and you sat down on the sofa and you went, "I'm drunk." Yes, I've had six cans. Yeah, drink. (laughs) So I I I did a bit of the the old drinking and we were playing cards. No, it was we played it on the podcast. Drunk stone stupid. Drunk stone stupid. We were playing that. um, Just the two of us. Yeah, and. I, I genuinely don't remember how that led to church. We just started doing, vo- I started doing voices and then we invented that character, Sir Farthing of Rye. Sir Farthing of Rye. Looks like that. And he had an assistant called Chang Mars. That's all <laughs> I, um, no, no, it had nothing to do with Drunkstone Stupid. We were doing a quiz. That's where Farthing oh, of Rye came right, from. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And I think the answer was church. And because I was a bit tipsy, I just went church. Yeah, no, you, I, I did. Oh, you went church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I answered church, church, and then I went church. What, what was the question? What was the question? Well, the answer was church. Yeah, yeah. I don't get mad at what the question was. Yeah, but I'm trying to think what the question was. Go on. Go on. Oh, no. I thought I was giving you time to think of. Oh, no, I will think as you talk. Okay. It doesn't matter, Sam. The whole point it's is. It's my that, own. The whole point is that the answer was it church. It was church. Yes. And yes, we were a bit drunk, so I think it was you. You yes, said so church, church. And then I, yeah. picking up on the absurdity of yes. the delivery, went church. Yes. And then. That was it for the rest of the evening. That's what we did. We were just contriving. You said it was like a Monty Python sketch where it's a perfectly inane conversation. Yeah. But whenever the word church comes out, (laughs) it's a little bit like that. Yeah. Um, Definitely a you had to be there joke, I think. Absolutely. But uh, it's still funny to say church. This podcast is nothing but jokes. Yes. So, and like things that we've talked about. So yeah, we're just going to say church (laughs) from now on. Um, I don't remember the point that that spiraled into I, I think one I or you did a funny voice and then we caught cottoned on to that and went church yeah no 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 I mean like I don't know what point I was making that became oh right church church did you do a funny voice I don't know Godzilla versus Kong Godzilla versus Kong yeah yeah uh, and exercising stupidity yeah so we yeah um fodder that's what it was fodder that's, that's right that's right um I just realised I haven't plugged my laptop in, so <laughs> very quickly plug okay. my laptop in. Um, it's recording off a laptop again. Oh, it's not. Don't be like that. <laughs> uh, so, so we promised. I know. We promised the audience. I know. So I, I specifically promised, and I know we've done that before. Mm. We've had to put in disclaimers before. It's genuinely not our fault. I guess this is staying in now because I'm apologising yeah. to the audience. <laughs> it's genuinely not our fault. We're we're we're. I right. Okay. So I do. I mentioned this before that I do like vision mixing um, for like a, at the rugby stadium every now and again. And yes, you plug that in, Samuel. Yeah. Charge. Charge. Fodder. Charge fodder. Charge fodder. Okay. I think that's, that could be like a shorthand for the God of the Gaps argument. Charge fodder. <laughs> right. Give me a sec just in case me plugging this in disturbs the recording. Now we're good. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I I do. Uh, oh, that's quite cool. The waveforms is is perfectly like. Oh, is it rising? rising? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. That'll be fun to listen yeah. back to. Um, yeah, I do vision mixing, and I sit next to the DJ for the event mm. who does the music. Who does? He works in radio. Mm-hmm. I think he volunteers at like the local radio center. They do. Um, 
I think the point of it is it helps it helps aspiring kids getting into aspiring yeah. kids people aspiring who aspire kids. to be children. <laughs> um, it helps uh, kids who are aspiring to get into radio. It gives them the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Um, and I realized like I've sat like elbow to elbow with this man through a pandemic for like the mm. last five months. I've never even considered asking him help to help with the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. And I explained to him the setup that we have, which is the two microphones recording to two separate laptops, both of which are recording onto Audacity. Mm-hmm. But then I have to physically like synchronize the files afterwards and edit it and yeah. do all this stuff. And he just went, oof. <laughs> so we know we're working with a bad setup here. We're doing the best we can. Unfortunately, he also had no expertise. Oh yeah, he was yeah. like, do you use USB mics? I went, yeah, he went, oh, it's beyond me. <laughs> like, oh, fucking great. That's just great. Yeah. Um, Get us on Newport Radio. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to ask him. <laughs> I'm not being serious. No, I know. But, no, 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 but, but my now, is, I, now I can't. Now that <laughs> my point is, it. even if I had the courage okay. to ask such a yeah. thing, I don't think that's how it works. The temerity. Yes. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> we were... Um, no, it's gone. I don't know how to introduce this. We were watching it. We were watching it. We no, we were going to watch it. Yes. You watched the trailer. Yes. And you were like... That looks dumb. That looks I'm dumb. I'm interested. Yeah. So yeah. let's watch it. So we sat down to watch it. Yeah. Tipsy, because we'd been drinking. Yeah. And we didn't really we didn't really think anything of it, did we? No, there's not much to it. No. Um It's not yeah, it's not an eighty percent film. I No, it's like a sixty. Yeah. Have not seen the original Godzilla. Okay. I've seen Kong Skull Island. I remember yeah. nothing of it. Mm-hmm. And I saw Godzilla King of the Monsters. I basically remember nothing. Yeah. I know there was like more monster stuff in there. I, I remember, remember Godzilla being okay up until Cranston died. Which Which is like yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when everyone stopped paying attention. But they they, the turned, they was... tuned out when Brian Cranston left. Yeah. And they tuned back in when Godzilla, like, atomic breathed into the monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the... Oh, and Skull Island I've seen as well. Yeah. Yeah, I remember nothing of Skull Island. Yeah. Which I don't think... I don't even think the cinematic universe remembers Skull Island, because I think all of the, recur- the returning characters are from King of the Monsters. Yeah. Carl Chandler comes back for, like, a scene. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gl- I, well, bet, I bet you're glad you brought him back. Skull Island is set in the 70s, isn't it? It's oh, Vietnam. Okay. All right. So that it kind of makes sense. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe one of the old guys is like, oh, I'm actually... Yes, I'm, I'm Brie Br- Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Kong doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> now that this child has come. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... But from my memory... My memory. Church... That's just devolving. <laughs> hey, this isn't. We're not even past the three-hour mark, I and know, yet we're and already for us is relatively early. For well. <laughs> relatively early, and yet we've still reached like um, finale insanity. Yeah, terminal velocity. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's only midnight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but for, from from what I remember of King of the Monsters, this film felt like pretty much the same in terms of quality. Okay, I think there was slightly more action in King of the Monsters. Yeah, it was equally as um, surface. Mm-hmm. Like, the human characters were equally as, like, nothing. Mm. It looks pretty much the same. I think, like, King of the Monsters, the problem with that is it would obscure its monsters with, like, rain and clouds a right. lot. Okay. So you never got a great look at the monsters. There was always, like, shit in front of the screen. Yeah. So less of that. Mm. Like, you see Kong Godzilla. Yeah, it's clear. It's clear. Um, but I would say that the films are of equal quality. Right. So it's weird that king of the monsters got like 20 percent, 30 percent, and this got 80 i think it comes down to two things i think one is just pandemic like oh something yeah but also i think because 
it is on the face of it trashy mm. cinema. Mm. Critics conversely have some cred if they give it a good review. Okay. So it's like, oh, we're not snooty. Mm. If a film is supposed to be dumb, big things hitting other big things. But that's that's what we wanted. That's what we were expecting. Yeah, that's Promise, what we wanted. It, it's yeah. not good for, like, as that. No, it's, the thing. it's like the choreography of the fight yeah. is so boring. It's boring. They, they just hit each other into buildings. Yeah. There's no smart... Kong kind of, will punch yeah. Godzilla and Godzilla will, like faceplant Kong into a skyscraper. Yeah. That's that's every fight scene. But that sounds better than it even is. Yeah. You know? Like, the... the, <laughs> the um, It is stupid, I'll give it that. Yeah. But, like, uh, Godzilla and Kong fighting on the deck of a, an aircraft carrier? <laughs> yes. Yeah. How? I know. Explain the physics of that to me. The only enjoyment... The real hero of this film are the people who built those aircraft bu- carriers. Yeah, yeah. Stability. Um, the only enjoyment we genuinely derived from it was us imposing comedy on it. Yeah. Like, we were sort of doing voices. And, yeah, as yeah. sort of, like, delivering Kongs in a monologue. Yeah. As he was just, like... Anthropomorphizing him. Yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of, like, monging out on He's the like, side Arr! of the boat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, what? What, what? what do you want? Yeah, I mean, it, it is stupid, 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 but yeah. it's not enjoyable stupid. No. No, I really, I was really expecting more. I, I feel like... Because Kong looks... This version of Kong... I know the CGI is not great, but like design wise, yeah, this version of the Kong's all right. It's okay. He's a big, yeah. he's a big monkey. He looks like a big monkey. Peter Jackson's still the best, I think. It's still the yeah. best Kong, yeah, yeah, but like he looks fine. He's fine. The design of Godzilla is not good. He's too frumpy. Yeah, he looks pregnant. He looks pregnant, yeah. as you said, yeah. But like, I think they they're just stuck with the 2014 design. Yeah, like there's nothing they can do about that. They kind of uh, repaired it a bit with Mecha Godzilla. That Godzilla is far more slender. Yeah. And I imagine, like, if they were able to redesign Godzilla now, they'd make it look a bit more like that. Yeah. But just, like, conceptually, like, oh, you know, Kong and... and Kong has a big axe. Yeah. They have to go to the center of the planet to get a big axe. Yeah. So he can, like, destroy Mecha Godzilla. And it just doesn't... We were reading the plot synopsis, because we spoiled the film for ourselves. We were reading the plot synopsis synopsis, on Wikipedia. We were like, this sounds fucking mad. Yeah. And we watched the film, and it just... It wasn't. It wasn't. Mini Bobby Brown's annoying. Just want to throw that out there. Oh yeah, you you but, <laughs> you said as much throughout the film. Well, I think I, I put my finger on what it is. It, it's that she's always trying to be precocious. She's always cast as a precocious teenager. Yeah, above you know beyond her years. Yeah, like they're trying to escape the facility, like, like full yeah. of people that are currently hunting them. And Millie Bobby Brown will just walk off to her room and like, hey, you can't go that way. Yeah, she's she cool. Just doesn't listen. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like I know you've yeah. been I know you've been here for like a few years, Millie Bobby Brown, but mm. you still you're only seventeen. I know. You know, you you need to. She's also just quite bland. She's just got a bland screen presence, but it suffers with a bit of a, uh, the Batman v Superman problem, which is they have to contrive ways for Godzilla not to just zap that's, Kong in the face. That's the problem. Godzilla yeah. has atomic breath that could incinerate yeah. anything. Yeah, and after the first fight, Kong gets a big axe. Yeah, that can chop <laughs> through anything. Yeah, the two most powerful weapons they have, mm-hmm. they can't use them. Yeah. So what's even the point? So what's the point? Like I asked you, it's like what would be better? Like if you're going for I don't even I don't even think this film is going for realism. But no. like if you're if you're trying to ground the film a little bit, mm-hmm. then yeah, all, realistically all you could do is just have Kong and Godzilla like punch each other. Mm-hmm. But would it be better to just do the film exactly like this where it's like live action and the CG is supposed to make it look like they're actually there? Yeah. But like make it like a I don't know, like a pro wrestling match. 
where like right. they're suplexing each other absolutely like Kong like clotheslines Godzilla ridiculous and then Godzilla yeah. like, climbs up a skyscraper and like jumps off and like power bombs Kong well it didn't go far enough either way no it didn't it couldn't go Nolan because that would have been fucking stupid yes I, 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 it chose not to go ridiculous yeah and so you're left with like a fairly normal mainstream blockbuster mm. without much life to it mm. um, it's annoying that well actually Kong we said obviously now in this iteration of Kong he's never going to fall off the Empire State Building no he fell because he falls through the earth <laughs> he fell yeah from the planet's crust yeah in Antarctica yeah to the center of the the planet yeah and he was fine and he's just fine he's fine yeah lands so, on yeah. his head as well he lands on his, so falling off the Empire State should be a it's a busman's holiday yeah yeah, yeah. busman's um, what holiday okay uh, there's. It's not quite right, but uh, it annoys me that the final battle is in Hong Kong for two reasons. Okay. One, it's King Kong, Hong Kong. Like, nothing's been done about that. <laughs> and all yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't, they don't Do make you know any I mean? It's just slightly yeah. weird. Yeah. It's never mentioned. And um, why not Tokyo? I know the real reason mm. is China. Because China. Because film, because China film. Because China film. Because film, film love China, China love but film. But it's Godzilla. To- do it in Tokyo. Yeah. You know? It's basically... Oh, God, this is... It's basically the same thing. But you know what I mean? Like, well, really, you can say the same about uh, Kong. Why don't they end it in New York? You know? This, oh, itera- okay, this but- iteration of Kong has never been to New York. No. Yeah, that's true. They could, But I guess everything is in New York, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, go to Tokyo. It's got all the... It's got the neon, the bright lights, all that. Yeah, everything that this... That Hong Kong... The Hong Kong depicted in this film offers, Tokyo right. offers as well. Exactly. It, yeah. but, but it's China. But it's China. You yeah. have to put a film... In order to show a film in China, it has to... Like, either be set in China or produced by a Chinese company. Yeah. Or contain Chinese actors, which this film has in, like, all three fronts. Yeah. Talking of patterns, this is the second we've noticed of a Mexican Trump character. Oh, so, like, when you identify yeah. a pattern, you don't even have to wait for three. Well, this is the Two thing. will do. No, 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 Here's the thing. Okay. I don't think that says anything. Or suggests anything going forward. Well, it has to. It is merely observing that's the fact. The, that's the point of that, the pattern. That there have been two... Something is causing High-profile blockbusters featuring two Mexican villains mm. that are basically... Trump analogs. Trump analogs. Yeah. Although, is Pedro Pascal Mexican? I don't know. But well, he's, he's Hispanic. He's Hispanic. Yeah, if not Mexican, he's Hispanic. Demian Bichard, how I pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, but that's the annoying thing. You look at this film, right? And, you know, Millie Bobby Brown, I don't like her, but Emmy nominee, mm. Stranger Things, you know. Brian Tyree Henry, Atlanta, mm. Emmy nominee. Carl Chandler, Emmy winner. Demian Bashir, Oscar nominee. Big names that can mm. act and just doing nothing. Like, Brian Tyree Henry is supposed to be the comic relief. Yeah. And he has the occasional, like, occasional moments where he screams that are vaguely amusing. Yeah. But other than that, Nothing really. And he's hanging out with two kids and it's kind of weird. And yeah. And- like at the end of the film, Millie Bobby Brown uh, like rejoins, um, reunites with Carl Chandler, who's her father. Yeah. And she's like, father, here's um, Brian Tyree Henry, mm. the man that I've been that I've spent the entire film with. And Carl Chandler doesn't immediately goes, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. Why were, you, why were you with my underage daughter? Yeah, exactly. And her fat friend? There's <laughs> also a bit of like thing, because she's got a relationship with Drake, hasn't she? Millie Bobby Brown. A Is friendship she? with a friendship with Drake. Oh, right, okay. Like they hang out together, I right. think. Okay. And obviously he's been done for doing underage girls. Yeah. Peeing and stuff like that. Okay. So there's quite that she's hanging around with a black dude like on her own. They had it had a, a shady resonance to it. Right, me. okay. Um but Oh 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 okay. 
I'm not saying shady, shady in that way. No, no, a, a, a dark resonance. A, oh, a Nubian, oh no! Oh a, no! A Nubian resonance. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that was kind of weird. Okay. But that's the thing that they, they're not. I did quite like the they set up this thing of he carries around a pouch of is it vodka or gin or whatever. Oh yeah. His favorite vodka that his wife liked. And he's only going to drink it when he thinks he's going to die or something like that. Yeah, like, I'll stop drinking when the bottle's empty. Right. So, like, the bottle's never empty. Yeah. And they use that to basically fuck a, a computer at the end. Yeah. And I quite liked that they, it was used to no greater effect than that. Right. Do you know what I mean? There was no, like, big emotional thing. Mm. They just needed liquid. So, <laughs> e- equally contrived and satisfying. Yeah. It's like, oh, good. It's just they're wasting that... Um, Chekhov's gun. They're just pouring it. That's the thing. the thing. It doesn't. It's not wasted because it doesn't neutralize. Yeah. Uh, Mecha Godzilla. It mm-hmm. just sort of stuns him long enough so that Kong can yeah. regain his strength and actually fuck him up. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, it's just like the moment where Kong's axe needs recharging. So Godzilla atomic breaths the axe. Yes. It's like we have to have a moment where Godzilla and Kong team up. Yeah. But they can't just both punch Mecha Godzilla because I don't know. <laughs> that let's be let's have him recharge the axe. Yeah. But, like, there were moments that we, when we were reading the synopsis, you know, the heave, which are these kind of, what would you call them? How do you describe a heave? I was just like a, like a... These little pods like that fly, Yeah, basically. a little hover pod thing. And uh, that's used as a defibrillator on Kong. Yeah, totally, yeah. Him. It's like, right, that sounds stupid and amazing. Mm. And when you see it, it's like, oh, eh, it's not yeah, really. No. It's not really. No, it's not. I don't think the film had a good sense of the absurd. No. But, but I think that's why critics have been giving it a good review. Like, oh, it, it's supposed to be a dumb movie about a big thing hitting another big thing, and that's what it is. Like, mm. Well, but it's not, though. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's, it's not, not dumb right, Yeah, it's not the right dumb. Yeah, exactly. Is that how we round it off? It's not the right dumb. <laughs> it's not the right dumb. Um, well, speaking of uh, Nubian... Oh, God. <laughs> was it... Um, did we observe, like, b- before we watched it... Like, there's this weird, like, oh, because, like, God, God, uh, Kong mm. is obviously a slavery analogue. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he's on his own island, and then they come over, and they, like, put him in chains, take and they take him to yeah. America, and and they toss him off a building or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> the, the typical slave story. <laughs> the typical slave yeah. story. They put, they let him climb up a building, and they shoot him with planes. Yes. Um, the story of any black American's ancestor. Absolutely. Have yeah. you seen Roots? It's littered. <laughs> <laughs> littered with biplanes and, and uh, falling off Art Deco buildings. Yeah. Um, so you've got that, and then you've got Godzilla, mm-hmm. who, in the wake of um, the Hiroshima, Hi- Hiroshima or Hiroshima? Um, I think either is a Hiroshima. Generally. Hiroshima. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's it's Hiroshima. <laughs> I think you'll find it's, it's pronounced Hiroshima. It's actually Nagasaki, but you know. <laughs> no, there's two. No, I know, I know. There's three. It's, it's a. Um, it's there? Only, wasn't there three? No, two in Japan. No, I know, there's two, but wasn't there. I'm sure I saw something a while ago saying there was actually a third bomb that hit Tokyo. It's like 9 11, where like the third, the the third, third plane is never right. really. It's known about. Oh, no, I thought it meant like, like building nine or whatever it is. Oh, I suppose the, the building nine. Class, yeah, yeah, like yeah. nobody thinks of building nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dicks out for building nine. Nobody, <laughs> nobody yeah. thinks about building nine. Um, no, it's only Frozen Horses joke. In the first episode. Rodney and Grandad are arguing over how it's pronounced Sydney Poitier or Sydney Potter. Right. And Rodney's like, who is it? Is it Sydney Poitier or Sydney Potter? And Dal says, I come from Harry Belafonte, but you two please yourselves. So <laughs> that's what I was doing there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Hiroshima. Yeah. Hiroshima, yeah. yeah. In the wake of uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. 
um, there was this general fear uh, amongst the Japanese about like nuclear yeah, yeah. in general, mm-hmm. like bombings or just nuclear power. And so Godzilla embodies that fear. Yes. Um, so you were like, oh, I don't know if like if there's ever been like a wanky mm-hmm. um, dissertation dissertation on like one of the great tragedies of both America and Japan, like yeah, the yeah. social tragedies of America well, American Japan. evils, American evils, kind of, yeah. yeah, vying for fighting for dominance, uh, vying for the uh, what was it, what the hegemonic discourse. Right. Yeah, what what reigns supreme in the hegemonic discourse? Yes. The tale of the ape or the tale of the Jap. <laughs> <laughs> to which Godzilla versus Kong's answer is neither. Neither. It's actually a me- it's actually I don't know. What would Mecha Godzilla stand for? Industrialism. Capitalism. Capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually yeah, the great American evil is capitalism. Yes. Which is defeated by slavery, slavery and the and Japanese. <laughs> that whereas in reality it'll be the Chinese and us. <laughs> yeah, like you know, just overagging it, yeah, overagging yeah. it to the point of collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, all the money's gone. Yeah. Shit. So yeah, um, Godzilla vs Kong is actually a poignant story about <laughs> slavery versus um, the, the bombing, the of fear Japan's, of the nuke, the yeah. fear of the nuke, yeah. and fear of the atom bomb. At the end, they just both nodded, nodded each other with respect and, and go their separate and ways. Go their separate ways. Yeah. Though, it, th- it, yeah, because it does end with Kong returning home and being monitored. Yeah, so it's like he gets the slave gets to go home, but we're like, we get to, <laughs> but we, we get keep to keep him in chains. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's the thing though, because like at the beginning of the film, he, he seems to be on Skull Island. No, he is actually on Skull. He's on Skull Island, yeah. but he's in like a, a he's imprisoned like in a, a dome. dome. Yeah, yeah, and they've got like a like a weird native girl who knows sign language who yeah, Tui girl keeps yeah. keeps him calm down. And then at the end of the film, he's still trapped, mm-hmm. but they've put they've allowed him to reigns supreme over the center of the earth. Yes. That's his new dome. Yeah. Rather than being this tiny dome on Skull Island, he's now in the center of the planet. Yes. So it's not going to be easy to keep track of him. No. In an environment where there's, the sky is mountains. Yeah. There's like two different gravitational fields and it's the center of the planet. So yeah. it's pretty big. Though I guess it's like a Truman show in it. I mean, as long as he's in the prison somewhere, right. you know he can't get out. Yeah. So, But he it, can't. He did. That's how he got to Hong Kong. He was in the planet and then he got out. Yeah, but now they've imposed... And they imposed like a dome on it since then? No, no, he's just in the planet. But they're monitoring him now, right? Yeah, they're monitoring him, but he's just in... He's just there. Okay. He's not in prison. He's just like, oh, here's the center of the planet. Go nuts. Right, okay. And then they end with that song. That really irresponsible... It's like... Not irresponsible. Um, Inappropriate. What's... Oh, what is the song? It's like they're trying to do that thing of you play, like in Guardians of the Galaxy, you play a, a song that doesn't fit. Right. But it, it doesn't fit to the point. It felt like there were a couple of those yeah, in this like, film. This is not, that's not the film you're doing. Yeah. You're not doing the wacky, that's the whole point. You're not doing that. Mm. Uh, I can't remember what song it is now. I can't but, remember what song yeah. it is. They should have just ended with the, the Surge Tank and Godzilla thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. they did at the end of the King of the Monsters. Yeah, yeah. They say he's got to go, 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 Godzilla. <laughs> Or or amazing wow. or amazing grace or amazing grace, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, slave the song. Snyder. Yeah, uh, a slave song sung in Japanese because it's oh it's yeah, bringing both yeah, of them yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that that Godzilla. You heard that Godzilla song? I'm so I think so. Yeah, it's that's, bad. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it's so silly, but it's a silliness that's completely absent from yeah any of the films in this franchise. Yeah. But if that song was like representative of the tone of yeah, the film, yeah, as a template. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And yeah. we didn't get that. We didn't. Not the right dumb. Not the right dumb. What is the right dumb? If you were going to recommend a... This is not the right, you know, dumb, big mm. things hitting each other movie. 
But this film is. Right. What film is that? I don't think I've ever seen a good one is the thing. Like okay. a really good one. I think the closest... It's been a while since I've seen it, yeah. so I don't know if it's a personal recommendation or whether it's like a regurgitation of... Yeah. I know this is commonly considered to be mm. a good example. Pacific Rim is the one I always hear. I think it's considered a decent example. I don't Not like a brilliant one. Yeah. Today uh, we are cancelling the apocalypse. Right. But it, Yeah, but it's not Silly. American, is it? it? He's British, isn't he? We are cancelling the apocalypse. Oh, cancelling the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, dude, his Brixton accent. Yeah. Mate. Um, oh, I'm mate. I mean, if you don't just be... Don't, let's not do that again. <laughs> Big thing, like Jason and the Argonauts, like those old films. Mm. Um, they're good, rep- you know, the claymation stuff. Yeah, well, I think uh, critics... I think there were a couple of critic reviews which are like, oh, these films will never have the weight and heart of right. stop motion. Which, yeah, it's tangible. Yeah. Stop motion is tangible. I get that. But there was also part of me was like, ah, it's just like critic being like, oh, well, the, the stop motion... No, I think the, the fifty stop motion is much better. When and my mind, though, to be my fair. mind immediately went to that clip of Godzilla drop kicking the giant robot, right. and he's like, like in the air, yeah, for yeah, like yeah, forty yeah. seconds approaching him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, they might be real and they might have more <laughs> weight to it, but look yeah. at that. Come on now. Yeah, but it, it does. There is more heart to it, at least, because of the craft. There's always yeah. heart in craft. And I'm not like the, the sheer amounts of like special effects artists that worked on this film. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want to like. There is obviously craft involved in this. It took yeah. craft. It took effort mm-hmm. to get the film looking like it does. Doesn't look that good though. That's the thing, and I don't know whether that's a result of the pandemic. Whether whether they like if they had more time, it would have mm. looked. They would have been able to do a couple more render passes on yeah. the lighting or the like fur texture or whatever it is that looks wrong about Godzilla and Kong. But yeah, they don't look. They look worse than pe- than two thousand and five King Kong. They do, or at least my memory of it. Yeah, it's entirely yeah. possible if we go back to King Kong yeah. from 2005, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is clearly not, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's not an exemplary no. piece it's, of CG. And it's going to age badly. It's going to age badly. Yeah, and quickly. I, I mean, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes looks better than this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that what was that now? Like five years ago? Yeah. Yeah. No, four. Four. Yeah, yeah. Four years ago. Yeah. yeah. It has an ape in it. Yeah, a lot of apes. A lot of apes in it. Yeah. I think Rampage might look better than this. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Rampage, but that has a big gorilla in it okay. and a big, like, it's a crocodile, mm-hmm. but it's a big lizard. Right. I think, yeah, I think that looks better. Yeah. It's not It's not good. It's not a good no. sign. No. So, yeah, that is not a recommendation. It's not a recommendation. On the poignant story of slavery versus Hiroshima. No. No. Is that it? Okay, yeah. So, the village people were Russian um, sleeper, sleeper agents. agents. Yeah. Pooping is one of life's uh, pleasures that you have to learn to love. Yeah. Autists exi- autism exists. Yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong is actually about American evils fighting each other. Yeah. Rest- There's no pattern of wrestlers <laughs> and no. becoming actors. Yep. And Retcong. I don't know. <laughs> what are we talking Rap about? Retcong. Um, and uh, multiverses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got all that? You got it? That was the lessons for this week. <laughs> and the moral, that was, yeah. those were the morals of the stories on uh, this episode of Fun Filtered. This very moral podcast. This very moral podcast. Okay. I'm, g- I'm going to tuck into some chocolate fudge cake. Okay. And let's watch the Americans and forget about everything. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Can I have some cake? Oh, no. Oh. Fuck off. Oh. <laughs> So not, mean. not after you've demanded an apology after I did something that wasn't even didn't come close to meriting one. But I want cake though. You always want cake. 
Well, yes, I'm going now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>